This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Right after Fan Fan. Oh, right, because we were celebrating. Okay. We are. It was Sinitra's birthday this week. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think that's how birthdays work, Sinitra. <laughs> Your age is greater after you have one. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, I am muted. I clicked the muted button too many uh, times. Uh, Thank you, chat. It happens See, to this me is, all the time. This okay. is okay. You're so great. So helpful. Immediately case, something went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. Zinedra <laughs> muted herself just so that, you know, she could play coy about the fact that we were all cheering about how it's her mm -hmm. birthday right at the start. It was her birthday on Wednesday. Yes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, hi. We're Aetherite Radio. <laughs> we're Gamers Games Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. I'm Zanidra. I have two lovely, beautiful friends, Aldino and Rook. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I mean, if I'm if I'm doing the announcement, I need somebody to to come behind me and make the hey, right? Hey. Uh, hey. There you go. There you go. We got you. And we we have two beautiful guests. We have Sly, who is one of our favorite dudes in the universe, and we have Alchemy, who is new to the show but absolutely lovely. Also, actually, hey. one of my favorites in the universe as well. Oh, so. Okay. Well. <laughs> hey. 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 Thanks, man. Hey. I've always got my back. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So today our topic is uh, state of the game. There's been a lot, a lot, a lot of chat um, in community, in news even, about the state of Final Fantasy XIV because, you know, it was flying high for such a long time and everybody's going, wait, how's, how's it doing now? Is it still doing okay? And we're going to talk about so, that today. So would you say it's the state of the realm? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. No. Them. We would absolutely not say that because Happy's lawyers might come for us. Yeah. <laughs> no. This is. I, I the... promise you, they won't come after you. I promise you. <laughs> I mean, it's we're like... already getting enough, enough slack that that's in Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Hilarious. We're like, just uh, like, haha, reference. Yeah. Right before the show, it's like if we just say game, it's legally distinct, and size on. So I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Chat says uh, Sly is Happy's lawyer, so if he's saying it's fine, then... <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, great, then we've got permission. Fantastic. Hey, uh, everybody... With the upside-down swoosh, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. See, so, anyhow, we have an outline somewhere, and I've lost it, but we got oh, news. Oh, good. Yeah, there was some of that stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, Um. there's a live letter. I believe it's on May 12th. Mm-hmm. Correct, right. correct. Yeah, yeah, Next yeah. Friday, oh my gosh. Same yeah. day as Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Yoshi P. Ooh. Yoshi P, come on, Yoshi mm -hmm. P. What are you doing to yourself, Ooh. buddy? So uh, when when do you guys think that the, the actual patch will come out then based on that? May 23rd. And that's yeah. what I've been saying is probably mm -hmm. May 23rd. Mm -hmm. And yeah. lots of anticipation around May 30th for the race. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd be, we'll see that... yeah, we'll see. It, it'll, it'll be really surprising if that's not it, because mm -hmm. this is typically the pattern that they follow. But yeah, um, yeah it, it is. I was kind of hoping that it might be a week later. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I want the content right now, but I always get kind of nervous before patches, like nervous, excited. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I would like for it to be a week later so that um, I have time to write guides because it seems to me <laughs> every freaking time they're like, here's a new pouch. I'm like, I have something that weekend. How am I supposed to get guides at? <laughs> but that's fine. They're shooting the gap too with this patch if it's at that time. It's right be before Diablo. It's like mm. two and a half weeks before 16, I think. Oof. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a lot. <sighs> it's there is some... before it. At least yes, yes, it is before it. Although Tears of the Kingdom is a yeah. huge one to have swooped mm -hmm. in here and then just been like, oh yeah, we'll just drop this. I can only imagine that, because that news came out pretty recently, I can only imagine that as they were looking at their schedule and then the <laughs> you know official release date was announced that in the studio everybody was like, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, I know it's fine. I mean, we have no choice. <laughs> There's probably no overlap between people who like Final Fantasy and people who like Zelda anyway, right? No, no. totally. Mm -mm. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Definitely yeah. not. Are you just looking around your room like, ah, things from mm. both. Mm. <laughs> yep. It's hidden by my chair, but yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the special uh, site was updated also. Mm -hmm. Six point full special site. Um, now we have some glimpses at the gear and the boss for Aetherfont. It looks like we're on the yeah. moon or something, and there's like a really like chuffed up polar bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yes, that's uh, a great way out. to describe it. He's been working out and maybe, um, I don't know, using some sort of ethereal power booster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the golden compass. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, kind yeah. of actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about this. I mean, I am so excited for more Charlene themed dungeons, and I think mm -hmm. all of the artwork from it looks fantastic. So I'm curious to see how this is gonna kind of tie into the story. I mean, that that crystalline effect may be having something to do with voidal mm -hmm. energy. It has that kind of purple cast to it, but yeah. who knows? I think he just wanted ruffles and mist. <laughs> Fair. I mean, who doesn't? So the other big piece of news going on right now is the Crystalline Conflict Regional Championship 2023, which is official? Question mark? Yeah. It's not even a question mark. Is. Get rid of the question mark. It is official. <laughs> it is a lie someone put on the Square Enix website. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense that they did that. Yeah. It's great, uh, but wow. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last time, so we'll, we'll keep it short. But mm -hmm. don't forget about it because, you know. If you want to like win and stuff, you could maybe go to FanFest if you didn't get tickets. Yep. Mm -hmm. And there's a, I don't know, $23,000-ish prize yeah. pool. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> money. Money. Pretty good, too. Money. It'll fund some of the tables at Vegas when you get to go, yeah. I, I like uh, Charles was like, if <laughs> each person gets, what, 4500 on Yeah, game, I think so. Buy yourself yeah. a real, real nice computer. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. you Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I would lose first round, hands down. Yeah. You know He's what? Like, you don't know that. That's okay. It's okay, though. Listen, like... I did Rival Wings the other day and lost eight out of the nine matches I did. Ooh. <laughs> that was someone else's fault. That it was is not your fault. Teams. Yeah, it's the team. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not me. It's, it's never, team. never me. It's yeah. bad luck. It was bad luck. There's nothing you could have done. See, I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do this not because you know, like I'm bad or anything. I'm actually pretty decent. It's just the, the fact that I would be completely angry. Uh, yeah. the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, be, I hear it, that. It, it would, I would be, it would be like half coach speak, half seething with rage. Mm. And I, I couldn't do that on stage. I, I can't. I, I want to yeah. maintain composure. So, Maybe the chill guy. No. No, yeah, that's yes, why yeah. I can't raid heal because everyone would hate me. 
<laughs> I wouldn't, Zanidra. I would understand, but you don't want me DPSing, that's for sure. Oh, I mean, if we were raid healing together, you might hate me more because you'd be like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> no, 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 no. We just yell at everybody together. I mean, I, I, man, I kind of would, I've thought about entering it, mm -hmm. but I also want to be Do the it. one cast. No, I want to be the one casting it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. Oh, you, I have oh, no you wanna, idea. You want to cast it with Frosty, huh? Uh, I want to cast it. Yeah, I want to cast mm -hmm. it. So, but Speaking I don't actually know. Universe, yeah. Yeah, this is me yeah. manifesting. This is me manifesting it um, because I've done so much casting and hosting yeah. recently. But it's always kind of an enigma with Square Enix. I don't even know if they've reached out specifically for this event or I have no idea. I'm sure somebody's been contacted. I yeah. think they have. I mean, and again, like Frosty is probably your go to guy. Mm -hmm. Like, as, as far as like anybody else, I mean, sure, but Frosty for this is your go to guy. And I like, mm -hmm. if they haven't reached out to him, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> have you, okay, have you thought about just emailing them and be like, hey, do you have a caster yet? Try. Yeah. I mean, I have Always my showreel. I have my showreel. I mean, it's true. One of the things that's also tough is that as, as creators, it's also, I think, very hard for us to even know who to email. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. With I mean, some because of we, these... we, like, we, we have this circle of people that we know from Square Enix because we've, we've either been in contact with them, we've, we've either done duty commenced or something. So we know people. We just don't know who. Exactly. Yeah. This is time. Yes, but we'll yeah. think. We'll think on it, and I'm excited. Mm -hmm. This is going to be great, and I think no matter what, it's great to see Square Enix yeah. getting behind these kinds of big events and yeah. encouraging people to participate. So even if you feel like there's not a chance to win, it's still a chance to be a part of the community and to do something really fun. And mm -hmm. we would encourage everybody show them that we want these kinds of events. We want this kind of visibility for the game in a variety of game modes. So, mm -hmm. and speaking mm -hmm. of Frosty, don't forget about his tournament. Do that one too. Yeah. Yes. Now yeah. that one. I will be casting. Yay! Yep. <laughs> See, there you go. You you have an in. You, yeah. I think you have an in. <laughs> so that's and that's the news. Yeah. So I guess we should like talk about our actual topic now. Ooh, I guess. Is everybody ready? Uh, Are your loins girded? Do you feel prepared for this? This is why I realized I needed to do that. Yeah, you needed to gird your loins immediately <laughs> mm -hmm. before this podcast. Yeah, okay, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, left the planet so that I didn't have to deal with the backlash. It's fine. Uh, I'm okay out oh, here. It's fine. No, that's right. Okay. I was like, mm -hmm. aren't you usually not mm -hmm. on the planet? You were in, in the first last time. Yeah, that's usually. I, I chill out in the Crystarium, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we are going to be tackling the state of the game today. And this is a huge, broad topic. It's massive. We are going to be trying to the best of our abilities to do a really fair job of this, right? We know there's been a lot of feedback, a lot of thoughts. We have some statistics. We even asked everybody here for their opinions, and you can still weigh in in the chat as we go, but we were circulating some forms and things as well um, amongst our communities, online, elsewhere, just wanting to get a sense from everybody how we all feel Final Fantasy XIV is doing post Endwalker. And I'm so excited for this because I think there's a lot to talk about. And of course, a lot of us are going to have our personal opinions as well as, you know, getting a bigger perspective outside of that, which we acknowledge for everybody. So, um, yeah, let's do this. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. So we thought we would start with uh, some estimations for the player base, just to sort of get an idea of the differences between now and then. Mm -hmm. Do a little number reminiscing, I guess. So uh, MMOpopulation.com estimates that the daily player count is around 1.6 million, which is pretty good. That's a pretty good amount. Um, yeah. 
and that the total is 42.66 million. So mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. a 42nd of the total amount of players shows up every day, which actually doesn't <laughs> sound very good. But yeah. we have to keep in keep in mind that, you know, I have probably in the neighborhood of like 24 characters myself. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> I love your face right now. <laughs> I can confirm that, yeah. I don't play them all. Yeah. I mean, obviously not, but <laughs> But they count I'll... in the in the count, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But why but why though? Um Real you know yeah. yeah, role play to store stuff in other places without having to pay for more retainers. Mm -hmm. And remember oh, the data center travel you're, you're, didn't always you're getting exist. around the system. Yes. I, it did I it. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Plus, gotcha. we've all seen with our eyeballs the characters in Final Fantasy XIV, right? They're cute. You will have <laughs> lots of them. What if I just want to see a different one today? Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm sorry for this joke. Today I'm feeling horny. I'm gonna go play with an aura. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting because I think even in other MMOs, this kind of discrepancy between the total population mm -hmm. versus daily login is not something that's unique to 14. Because, I mean, yeah. of course, you have to think about the fact that, like, mm -hmm. for that daily player count of any variety, right? And maybe people have work that day. Maybe people are, right? So it's at any time, like, who is logging in generally, um, like that particular day, a baseline kind of activity for the game. But of course, I think that the total population, it's not necessarily, I think I'm trying to say like a bad thing that mm. we don't every day see 42 million people yeah. logging in. Because no, there's Jesus, just no way. Imagine? <laughs> there's yeah. no way. Holy crap. Just think about We're like- when, extreme too. Yeah, when, when expansions drop. Oh my yeah. God. I actually, I wish we had the numbers for that. How many people are online at the same time? That'd be nuts. Yeah. We kind of do. Oh, well, yeah, it, them off from Steam. Steam. Yeah. From Steam. Yeah, from Steam. But of course, that's just a fraction of mm -hmm. the base. And this does encompass both console players as well as the Square Enix launcher and Steam. So Steam's numbers are probably the most clear data that we have about this because otherwise a lot of the other numbers aren't disclosed so things like this website we're referencing mmo population they kind of gather this data themselves mm -hmm. through a variety of sources but again it's not like something that square enix itself has officially put out but steam does have records of the day-to-day -day login and you can see like exactly where an expansion hit <laughs> it's like how much that affects the the players at any given time uh activeplayer.io has monthly player population at almost almost 20 um million players so during the course of a month not quite half of the player base logs in which is pretty good yeah that that is pretty good honestly yeah. i think so yeah it's because they have houses <laughs> yeah you have to come back <laughs> No, I'm sorry. It can't be half of all players have houses because the number is oh, much you're lower. Right. Than you're <laughs> right. That does make it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of them are trying to get a house. That's what it is. <laughs> there we go. Simultaneously yeah. <laughs> sadder and better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but mean, back in uh, 2019, mm -hmm. the, uh, the active player base was around the same, but the total player base was only 14 rather than 14 and a half million. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the active has not active. The total has jumped up quite a lot. Oh yeah, and a I ton. Think we all feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what comparing total population fourteen million twenty nineteen to now forty two point six six million? That's 
huge. It's crazy. Just insane. And the the monthly number uh, we gave you guys, almost 20 mil, that's more than the total number of players that number mm -hmm. of years ago. How many is that? Five? Five years ago. <laughs> you yeah. said you started 20, and I, I was did. like, what, 20? Two, what? <laughs> two, five, seven, <laughs> 12, teen? I don't know how to numbers. What are numbers? <laughs> what are numbers? Yep. Uh, but, you know, on top of that, when you think about concurrent players, like... Steam, right now, just looking at it, literally right now, the highest thing is CSGO. But it's like 1.4 million people on right now. But it falls off a cliff. And 14 sometimes hops into like the top 25 of Steam just on Steam. Right? That's which would be like 30 grand. Which is kind of insane because I don't know. I never used Steam to log in. I don't even know very many people who did. But I would guess that's a lot of the new players. Oh, and and with the with the monthly concurrent number, another thing you have to think of with all with all the platforms, not only mm -hmm. Steam, yeah. but uh, the the Square launcher and, and mm -hmm. consoles, um, the number bounces around. Um, another effect of that is other releases because yeah. Yoshi P yeah. is under the like he, he gives us permission. He's like, you yeah. can take a break and go do other things, and we do that. I mean, mm -hmm. we were just talking about the. The release schedule for the next couple of weeks slash months mm -hmm. and and yeah you it, it, it the the active population will kind of be skewed then just because of you know diablo final fantasy 16 other things mm -hmm. so yeah it, it's gonna it's gonna hop and skip from month to month based on you know other other stuff mm -hmm. it will. that's another thing to think about and i mean it's still incredible because i think regardless just seeing that massive jump in population seeing the player base just expand so drastically even in the course of just five years here mm -hmm. where i think things have really been picking up uh steam and yes i am a steam player mm -hmm. i do play on steam but it's it's <laughs> so sorry it's fine i've never really had problems except for like once with steam but um it is really fascinating to kind of see how this has affected things as a whole and yes there are like peaks and falls to it, but generally across the board on a lot of websites, we've seen Final Fantasy XIV ranked as the third most played still MMO that's out. It still has not yet dethroned WoW, which I have to say was a little surprising to me because I thought mm. it would be much closer coming out of Endwalker. But I mean, obviously World of Warcraft had a great release with Dragonflight recently. Right. And um, I think that it, it's just, it's still so interesting to see how those trends have affected things. But um, to give everybody a little bit of perspective, as I was just browsing the Steam statistics myself, right? And again, like we were talking about, this is just a sliver of actual feedback. Mm -hmm. um, I did notice that in, so 2019 was Shadowbringers, uh, December 2023 20, uh, was Endwalker. Um, and on Steam, you can actually see exactly where those spikes hit because it's like, oh, decline, decline. And then suddenly it's like, everyone's playing Final Fantasy Everyone 14. is here. <laughs> so um, there's a big spike in that. And just from generally looking at it, again, I'm not a huge m math person. So like, there's probably a lot more specifically about this. But the general impression that I got was that post Shadowbringers, there was a more consistent month-to-month -month player retention or even slight growth after the expansion release. However, as we talked about, the actual overall number of players was significantly lower. 
So mm. although that player base, it seems like, was being engaged a little bit more and growing from it, I think especially word spread about the expansion and things like that and how good it was and all these articles and things came out praising it. And as we had some really great content, we saw that number kind of stay and then grow a bit versus Shadowbringers, where we have a massive boost to the overall mm -hmm. population, but its peak numbers and the numbers of like peak players per day have kind of uh, slowly decreased month over month. Now, nothing, again, this is like way more players. So in general, they're still reaching heights that are like more people logging in than at the time of Shadowbringers. But it seems like comparing to like retaining the player base and even growing the engagement of the player base, we've seen a fall off following Endwalker. And I mean, we'll be talking more about that, I, I think, even as we get into some other things following this. But having these numbers to start, I think, is a really good place to kind of give us some perspective <laughs> in all of this, because we do have more people playing the game than ever. But how that player base is engaged and continues to engage with the game is also an important discussion. So continues to engage with the game <laughs> is also important discussion. Uh, so this week, are we good on numbers? I think we finished the numbers. Yep. All right. This week, Rook made us a nice Google form. Uh, and we threw it out into the Aetherverse and we're like, hey, guys, will you fill this out and tell us your opinions about the game? And so many of you answered. Thank you so much. Can't, couldn't have the show without you, honestly, this time more than usual. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're just going to go down uh, through that now and talk about our opinions and what we heard back from the community. And it's going to be a grand old time. Hey, you guys are yeah, you are old players. Um, so I started at the release of Shadowbringers, like mm. at the drop of the beginning of Shadowbringers is when I started. So kind of like somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, I would right. say I would say you ju just jumped over into veteran. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wait, yeah, because you would have how many uh those rewards that we used to get per month of subscription, like. <laughs> If you max out, I think you're a veteran, yeah. I But I think that's like 24 months. So I think you're right about there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we won't talk about my hours played. <laughs> yeah. And that's my price. It's okay. You're you're in safe company here. You're in safe company. Did they? Fly did you know that they include uh, 1.0 hours in your hours played? Oh, play? do they? Interesting. Yeah, I have a lot. <laughs> Sly, how long you been playing this game? I started playing uh, at about 2.3. Mm. Uh, I remember that because we were we were getting news of 2.4 at the very first FanFest. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it was it was around 2.3 um, when I started playing, and that was like on um, the second uh, wave of the beta for for PS4. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. PS4 limitations. <laughs> you know what that means. Yeah. I mean, I've been playing since Heavensward. So I came in right around there. Um, I feel like we actually have like a, I think a perfect gradient going all the way back to like 1.0 and then kind of spaced out between yeah. the expansions. I mean, Charles and Zanidra, you both were 1.0, right? Yes. Uh, debatably, I was. I played <laughs> 1.0 for the first three weeks and said, this is the worst MMO that I've ever played. And then I left. Uh, and then, hey, please don't don't hurt me, Square Enix. I just gave my account to my girlfriend, and she continued playing, and she was RPing. 
And that's eventually what got me back in for 2.0, because I was like, all right, I'll give it one more try. Because, you know, Zen and I have been friends for forever, and she was like, it's not that bad. It's good for RP, but I, I just I just didn't do RP in MMOs. I, I like it better in tabletop. So I just kind of resisted until 2.0, and then from 2.0 on, I've been playing just from launch. Yeah, so. Meanwhile... I don't. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I've probably told the story at least one time on the, the, the podcast before. But uh, Aldino's partner was visiting me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, have you thought about fourteen at all?" During one and she's like, "No, why would I do that?" And I was like, "Okay, sit on my account right now and RP with this friend of mine. Let's <laughs> do it." <laughs> I've been burned from eleven. The collective of us. That's true. We oh were. wow. Yeah. And we actually had in our, so in the form that we put out to all of you, the survey, um, we had the vast majority of players who weighed mm-hmm. in were veteran players. So uh, many of you who, who sent in responses, thank you so much, 95% yeah. were veterans, with <laughs> 5% being new players, which is very interesting to me because I feel like as veteran players, we probably are much more concerned with discussions about the state of the game at this point than new players who probably are still waiting through mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours and hours of content really enjoying the time that they're having most likely we hope so we hope so much really um but i i've heard from a lot of the new players that this kind of reflection and discussion hasn't even really crossed their minds when i've you know chatted to people because of the fact that um i mean they're just enjoying the game right now so they're not mm-hmm. really feeling it the same way that veteran players are which i think brings us to the question does it seem like old players are more jaded about our current content yeah (laughs) absolutely i don't feel like there's a that's even a question even though i'm the one that typed it (laughs) (laughs) uh no for sure um i i like to think that even even now uh now is actually when I've started to feel jaded about the game. So it's only very slight. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I have a really high pain tolerance. Who knows? But I've been... After playing 11, Ew. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> but um, I, I've been playing off and on with all sorts of people over the however many years this game has been out. And much, much earlier on, I've seen a lot of... Uh, I don't, want to, I don't want to call other people jaded. You can call yourself jaded, but anyway, hmm. they they've, they've been fed up with the pattern in the game and and how things are always the same. Uh, yeah, twelve years. Oof. Oof. Hurts. Uh, Emotional whereas, damage. Whereas I'm like I I like the pattern generally because you know it's going to happen. Um, you you know. Okay, I got my my brine from this tier of savage. I go to the main city and I find the guy who it's probably that one because he has the same similar name type as everybody else. So like, I get the the pattern, like the dislike of patterns because mm-hmm. it does become stale. But at the same time, there are parts of it where it's like I don't actually know what's happening yet, but because it is the same, it's probably there yep and i need to give you how many cool that's the same as always and i know exactly what i'm doing even when i don't yeah i think that that helps a lot with accessibility across all the patches though at the same time Mm -hmm. so while it is kind of repetitive in in that sense it does make it easily accessible to everybody Mm. coming in for sure for sure like i know i've been able to help brand new players go through a lot of things just because i'm like well 
how long has it been since I was an ARR? But I can tell you, based off what I know now, mm -hmm. where to find that. Yeah. It's uh, it's really interesting because uh, for me, it it was, I was not really jaded about the game. You know, I took a break in Stormblood, uh, but that was work Force related. Cause my, yeah, because my job sometimes gets absolutely insane for periods of months at a time. Um, but I came back. I wanted to come back. But yeah, like right at this point, yeah, I'm. I gotta say that I, I'm feeling. You know, it it took until probably the end of Endwalker's story. But I've heard that from a lot of people, in which if you've been along for the ride for that long, it feels like such a great point to just ride off into the sunset, and not come back. That there's just been a lot of people saying that. So I don't I don't know if I feel that quite yet. I want to continue playing, but yeah, I would definitely say that I'm jaded, mostly because of combat and raiding, but that's okay. Cause that's all I do. Yeah. yeah. Sly, how about you? Do you think that old players are more are, are more jaded, perhaps, in these kinds of discussions? Yes, for a myriad of reasons. Mm. Personally speaking, I'm a little bit jaded because, because in Walker, while we hyped it up as, you know, this really big expansion, mm -hmm. the end, the end of a 10-year saga and everything, um, which it was, and it was great. Yep. Everything after that just seemed weird. And, and yeah. like I, I, when people ask me what my, what's my favorite uh, expansion so far, got to be it had to be Shadowbringers. Um, Shadowbringers collectively as an mm. expansion was was good, was amazing. Like ten out of ten would do again. Mm. Uh, Inwalker started off great, even amidst the you know. Um, Q Savage. Yeah. Um, started great, and then after that, it got weird in the form of every patch. So far, there has been some amount of controversy mm. or or stuff that needs fixing, like badly. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh, the the ultimate controversy. Pick one. Pick one. <laughs> yeah, pick um, one. <laughs> um, the uh, the the Paladin rework. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole the whole two minute meta conversation in general. Huh. Um, yeah. So at least every patch there has been something to talk mm -hmm. about, and not in a good way. So that's where I feel like I'm a little bit jaded because it's just you know it's not. It's not, you know, sunshines and rainbows that, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, Shadowbringers was. And even though Shadowbringers wasn't perfect, it wasn't in Walker. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's I, what I'll say. Yeah. I, have, I have to agree with you. I, it's tough because I think especially as we all, I mean, as veterans or fresh veterans with alchemy stepping up into <laughs> our ranks here, you know? I think that there is a lot to say about keeping in mind our own duration of playing a game. You know, mm -hmm. I've been keeping an eye on chat as we go through this and, yeah. you know, feedback about, yeah, if you've played the game this long or, you know, taking breaks is important. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree with that because I think everybody, no matter how much you love a game, you're going to hit a point where you get burned out. 
where you get tired of it, where you need to do something else, right? But I also think that there is a side to this where as veteran players or even as players that have been in the game, I think even from even one expansion to another, right? Mm -hmm. We do have a bit more perspective about certain eras in those portions of the game or, you know, comparing or contrasting various content spreads and things like that. And I think there is a lot of valid discussion to be had, just like you're saying, Sly, where I think some of it is the the amount of time that we've played the game. I think that having a big cathartic fall down release after Endwalker is something that also plays a role. But I do think there's a lot of valid discussion about this maybe lackluster follow-up in Endwalker. Mm. Because even yeah. though, and we'll get into this more as we discuss each of these points, even though there are many things that I'm like, oh, I did love this. I really like mm. this. I really enjoyed this story. This is such a cool idea. I completely resonated with everything you were saying, where I was like, but also, there's a lot and also nothing that's happening. Mm. <laughs> there's right. a lot of things that need to be addressed or discussed or huge gaps in cycles or content tie-ins and yeah. all kinds of things. And then the two-minute meta or these other discussions and all these like controversies or these bigger discussions about the greater scheme of the game. And yet also, there's very little happening tangibly in the game (laughs) that is responding or acting to these so it's this weird thing of kind of being in this limbo and i've been feeling that as well and i think it's not just purely a jaded veteran kind Mm -hmm. of feeling yeah Uh, if you you, i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) uh if you if you um follow the sports ball uh, this is what i like to (laughs) these couple of years i guess uh, that mm. this expansion, the life of this expansion, it's it's what they like to call in baseball a, a rebuilding year, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I feel like it is. Like in terms of you know story, in terms of in terms of combat, um, hell, in terms of crafting, yeah. um, I, I really feel like it's a rebuilding year. Like okay, we just had this big saga, and right now all we're doing is just building up towards mm-hmm. the next big thing. Nothing big has happened. I mean, we have gold bez. Yay. Yeah. Great. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, what the hell else is happening? Where are we going to go? Like, we, we don't know. And we are building up to that. So I can, I can kind of accept this expansion as a building expansion. But that, like, I still have the right to call it out on its faults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I will say that. I don't want to. But go ahead, Alchemy. Yes, please, Alchemy, what was your thought? I was just going to say one thing that I've heard a lot of my community kind of say as like a generalized statement is a lot of stuff was over-promised and under-delivered, and that's why they're feeling jaded. Um, You know, like with with all the stuff that we're probably going to talk about later, like the Criterion and the Variant Dungeons and and even Island Sanctuary. Mm. And I think that that's caused a lot of people that are caught up and are you know, looking for that in-between content to just feel kind of let down. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like a a little bit of that uh, over-promise was just the community being over-hyped, though, like, by themselves? Totally possible. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Mm -hmm. And half, I think. I think half is just us expecting moon and literally getting it in Endwalker and then being like, but what about more moon? (laughs) And I think... Two moons, what about it? Oh, man. I think some of it is totally fair because when I think about something like Island Sanctuary, right? If And we will talk Mm -hmm. about this in more detail later, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. 
I think there are a lot of systems from something like, hey, we're going to put a sim into this game and we're also going to do this in place of other major content you might have to repeat this time. I think that what we ended up getting did feel like it underdelivered in many ways as far as continued replayability, as far as even reward structures, as far as a lot of things that I feel like we perhaps have a scaled back version of. And Sly, I think your observations about the idea of this being a building up here totally is how it is yeah. coming. It is starting they to feel. They straight up told us that too. They were like, hey, we realized that we finished this long ass saga and we're gonna try really hard to give you a new story that's not terrible and boring. Yeah, but at the same time, they also said, and they were talking about how they knew that the community mm -hmm. needed now more than ever to have an affirmation of momentum for what would come next, yeah. right? And that it doesn't just end here. And they were very aware of that. And we saw announcements from Square Enix saying, this is now our biggest earner across the board in all of our games. Yeah. And we are doubling down, tripling down on the investment that we're making in it. And of course, those things take time. I think that many of us just didn't think that it would maybe hit now where we were like, oh, we have to wait a while. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or we did, I but I don't know. I think it's interesting uh, you say Square Enix is uh, claiming to double down on it. I don't feel like they are. It doesn't <laughs> feel like it. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't looked at numbers, so I don't know if they're like doing that fiscally. But yeah, <laughs> the, the stuff that we get back to 14, like they take so much of what we give them as a community. And then we mm -hmm. don't get that back. Mm -hmm. We don't see that return to us financially or, or otherwise i sure. feel yeah and you know 7.0 we'll talk about thoughts of 7.0 but mm -hmm. with graphical changes on the horizon maybe that's what we're getting but it just you know i saw a picture of yoshi p after like the media blitz for 16 and he's like collapsed on the couch which is funny and also please get some sleep man please mm -hmm. like, please <laughs> like yeah. please uh but also <laughs> 16 to me feels like it's sucking the oxygen out of the room for 14. I don't know how much has been put over to them. I don't know. I don't want to say that. It's just <laughs> face. Be, you know, I want to be, I don't know how their development works, but it just, it feels like it fits time wise. What do you think, Sly? Yeah, what do you think, Sly? <laughs> well, and, and like, I honestly thought this was going to come up. Yeah. Not this soon, but I honestly thought it was going to come up. Yeah. Um, there are people who feel like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, with Invalker, um, 16 is kind of, you know, taking a little bit of life from mm -hmm. Invalker. I disagree. I yeah. disagree. Um, just a very simple fact that, you know, Put it like this, anything like you, you just, if you're watching like a games show, like summary game show, anything, mm -hmm. let's just say for a moment, Yoshi P pops up, you know, whatever comes after that is about to be fucking fire. Right. That man, <laughs> that man gives everything his all. Yeah. And, and, um, like the fact that the matter is like he he's got two baskets. He's got two baskets and I don't think either one is getting diminished. Mm -hmm. Like 
everybody's really excited, really, really excited for 16. Uh, we haven't gotten our, like, some people have gotten their hands on it. They say mm -hmm. it's amazing. Um, I don't think that has at all diminished what is right. going on within, uh, within 14. Um, put it like this. Do you think, in, in terms of any other MMO, like, like hell, a Western MMO, mm. um, like, let's, let's say, let's say, um, Warcraft. Yeah. Um, do you think a producer from Warcraft would be able to go on and make another triple A, produce and direct another triple A title, the caliber of, you know, Warcraft or 16. Right. And then still be able to do the day to day for, for um, the main thing that he works on. No, no. Like, I think honestly, Yoshi P is probably the only one out there who can yeah. and does that yeah. uh, much to his own detriment. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we see this in, like you Taking said, we see that. this in pictures. Like, I feel like, you, you see the you see the 16 picture of him just on the couch face down. Yep. We've seen that picture so many times. Yep. That is that is how he perpetually functions. Yeah. So we are so used to that. So yeah, like I really don't think I really don't think anything has diminished because it, because Yoshi P is working on 16. Like we we knew about this. People were afraid yep. of it. People were definitely afraid of it early on. Like oh my god, 14 mm -hmm. gonna be a, a horrible mess. And not and it is. It's not a horrible mess, but it's a mess, not because yeah. of 16. <laughs> I I, feel like... I agree. Oh, go ahead. No, no. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I agree that Yoshi P is unaffected by this. I just think that they're getting resources taken away by Square Enix to be put on 16. Like, I mean, strike teams you know, to help get it gold and, and all of that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, because they have uh, right now. So Koji is primarily working yeah. on 16. Yeah. yeah. Which, they, I mean, they do uh, have people who who can't step into those roles. I, I definitely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I'm sorry. You go ahead. Snedrug, you go ahead. We're um, all just excited. We have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. on it. No, um, I feel like there's a line there on the resources. Um, again, I have zero proof of this. I feel like the major thing that they're taking away is again, money, um, which we then don't see put back into 14. That's the nature of a company, but also stop it. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we we put so much of this on Yoshi P alone, and it's a team, right? Yes. So there the base, not necessarily base, but like the the whole of the team is still there working on fourteen. Otherwise, we would get nothing at all. So I guess I'm I'm on the fence. I'm on that middle line where, yeah, maybe maybe they're taking away something. They're probably taking away a little bit of Yoshi P's uh, attention. He could be on any other project, though, and that's just sort of his job now. Mm. Um, but the team is still there working on it, so I don't feel like uh, 16 is the problem. Agreed. No. And I mean, I would hope that within a company, although this isn't always the case, I would hope that their division of labor and their teams were not just 10 people in a room that they then just kind of forced in different rooms, like, okay, five of you go work on 16. Come on back. And mm -hmm. like... You know, it's not really how major game companies operate in the should sense operate. that yeah. should operate. <laughs> yeah. 
in the sense that when you reach a certain size and a certain caliber, theoretically, you have dedicated teams for specific projects. Mm -hmm. And in the case that you have something like this, where somebody who is kind of a superstar in a lot of ways and is, I mean, such a powerhouse. Yes, Yoshi P is a powerhouse, let's mm -hmm. be real. And so are many people on his team. In those cases, he's also just the kind of technically minded person that I cannot imagine him, like you're saying, Sly, he gives everything 5,000%. And I can't imagine him looking at this and being like, yeah, it's cool if I just peace out on 14 for a while. You know, he has no. put structures in place undoubtedly to help compensate for whatever this means, which then leaves us with a lot of these questions of, are there probably resources, yes, that are maybe being detracted? Is that feeling and that sentiment valid in general, whatever the actual case is behind the scenes, because the community senses it and the timing gives that impression? Like, sure, I think that does play an impact on things, whatever the reality mm -hmm. is. But do I think that, you know, this discussion of, well, it's 16 that's doing it negates mm -hmm. the responsibility that 14 has to remain Square Enix's greatest moneymaker yeah. and continue to build its momentum? No, I mean, if they didn't plan this quite the way they needed, or if there's a lot of things that they're working on behind the scenes, because we know we have these graphical updates mm -hmm. and other things coming, then communing that to, uh, communicating that to the player base and discussing more of its feeling and tempo, I think was really important. Uh, but talking about just kind of, because we've got a lot more to go and a lot of community mm -hmm. feedback. So I wanna kind of push us through the next couple questions and then we'll start getting into these bigger discussions where I think we also have a lot of thoughts from all of you to read and respond to, um, but where we will also be able to get more in depth about each specific category in the game. So. Mm -hmm. All of this to say, general impressions, right? Whatever the numbers, whatever the statistics, our feelings on things or whether or not 16 is affecting 14, et cetera, right? Those feelings do affect community and the feeling of the community's general uh, sentiment. So everybody here, um, the question I'll pose to you is, are you feeling a sense of content lull? More so, less so, about the same than usual? Um, I can tell you right now, that from our forums, from those of you who who contributed in, we had 72.2% of people say that they were feeling this more so than usual. Um, we had about 25% say that it was about the same for them when it comes to other patch content. And then we had 1%, uh, excuse me, 2.8% <laughs> say that they're new. So they don't feel any sense of content <laughs> lull and patch lull, and they've just been enjoying the game. But how about for each of you, you know, Alchemy, have you been feeling this patch content more than Chatterbringers? How are you feeling about this? Um. I guess technically, yes, I am feeling a lull, um, and that's just being caught up on everything. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me that separates like Shadowbringers and Stormblood from now is that they both had these extra zones with Eureka and Boja mm -hmm. that we don't have in Endwalker. And so, be you know, being all caught up, I'm just working on old achievements at this point, but it feels like I'm just logging in to do my dailies, and that could also be a personal burnout thing. Mm. Um, rather than a game burnout, like a like a general game issue. So I think it's a combination of being all the way caught up on everything, doing all the content. I'm now going back and doing old content, like the Morble, Blue Mount, and Ultimates and things like that. Um, whereas, like I said, like in Shadowbringers, I had this huge community zone that I was able to partake in with my community that is just gone now. Mm. Sly, how you feel on that patch content? How's this uh, lull? 
mm -hmm. uh, business as usual, honestly. Uh, I've grown so used to uh, content lulls within this game uh, from uh, the, the really, really big content lull we had in, in um, Heaven's Ward. Um, that kind of, you know, that kind of set, you know, set everything up to where, like, to where I'm okay waiting on content. Like, even if it is a long delay, we haven't had that kind of, like, that long of a delay since. But I'm okay if there's no content. Again, excuse my Latin, there's other shit to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, again, like, we, a lot of us, I, try not to speak for everybody, but <laughs> quite a few of us are not beholden to this one game. There's a, a lot mm -hmm. of other shit that we love. So it like again, if there is a content lull, I really don't feel it. I mean, for right now, I usually just log in, do my dailies, do my weeklies, take care of the crafting stuff, you know, kind of getting ready for 6.4. And I'm in a waiting phase. That's okay. Like it's not the end of the world. So yeah, for me, content lulls, even ones like this are business as usual. They will come that it's inevitable with every patch with every expansion so not really a bad thing in my opinion um i i am actually feeling the lull a little bit more than normal but it's not a negative feeling um sitting here and and thinking about it as as sly saying you know most of us have other shit to do for me for the longest time i picked one mmo and all i did was play that one mmo and uh, while that was fine for a while, it's also a little bit refreshing to realize uh, I can put this game down and try something else. Um, it's probably going to be another MMO because my favorite sort of game is playing with other people. But oh, <laughs> no, yeah. mm -mm, can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I I've been playing some other MMOs too. I get it. Yeah. Absolutely not. I've actually been playing uh, some Warframe. Yes, they just had new that. content. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Alchemy, I can't wait. Are you starting with the Daviri Paradox stuff, or did you go with the original plot? Paradox. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what you think eventually, I, but... I, I'll spend just an hour. Okay, so I know how many, um, what do they call decrees there are in Daviri, because I just like, <laughs> I'm gonna play till I get all of them. It was a while, it took a while, <laughs> but it was, it was fun. It's fun to just screw around in there. So um, I am finally getting to the point where... I am not pissed off by a content lull mm -hmm. and I'm happy to go and do something else. And even in the game right now, I'm doing things that I've never done before. This is so grindy and dumb. Um, I have been leveling up characters just so I can design rooms in my FC. Just I level up a character up to, what is it, 50, you get the rank you need yeah. in the FC. I throw 300k at it and then I design another room because I can and it's fun and I love how <laughs> <laughs> I That's love that. weird, weird make yeah. up your own content stuff, but I've been having fun doing it, so why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Al, do you yeah. know how about you? For me, content lulls don't exist usually because I am a raid logger. That's who I am. That's who I've always been. Like, I will do all the stuff that I need to do to get ready to raid in a week. So I'll do the dailies that I need to do to get home. I will do all the stuff like uh, 24 man's begrudging, but I will. <laughs> to get the stuff that I need, and then I raid. And when I'm done raiding, I log in from time to time. If people are doing, like, extremes or whatever for mounts, also begrudgingly, but I do it because it's fun with people. 
but yeah, content lulls never really affect me in that way. Like when people were doing Boja, I was like, I'm not doing any of that. No way. No how. This is not my type of content anyway. So for me, anything outside of rating and extremes and some of the more fun, challenging content isn't content anyway. And that's a weird way to think. And I've been this way since WoW. WoW made me this person a long time ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm yeah, so sorry. it's it. Yep. It, it made me this person <laughs> back in Burning Crusade when I was like, I want to raid. That seems fun. But yeah, so my problems are not in content. Not at all. Uh, I I do wish that there was more that people could engage with for longer, maybe. I, people seem to want that Boja content. I don't. Once again, I don't want that. Or Eureka. But um, I, you know, I just hate to see other people feeling it because, yeah, I just... It's not a, really a thing to me. This is going to be... I'm going to speak for not just myself, but also, mm -hmm. I believe, for Fusion in this. I'm sure, going to yeah. be the stinky negative Nancy this time around. <laughs> the rude boy. Yeah. I, I loved everybody's opinions, and I think you're all completely valid. Um, I feel that patch so bad right now, and I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel it, feel it more than ever, but it doesn't bother mm -hmm. me. I don't know. It, it does bother me actively. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I am also playing other games, yeah. and it still bothers me. And I, I mean, it's not like I am not finding things to do because I, I believe that over the years of being a content creator and an MMORPG player, I have learned many ways to trick myself into doing everything uh -huh. and to set even the most mundane and stupid of goals and then make that my life yeah. to pursue. Um, I've really trained myself in that. But even so, I personally, and again, this is just my personal opinion, so... It doesn't negate anything that anybody else is feeling. But personally, in the past, I'm the kind of person that I'll even log in just to do expert roulettes, even after I've already gotten my tombstones. I'll do them over and over and over. Because if the dungeon is interesting enough, and if there are enough of them, and there's a good there chance aren't. that my... Mm. I know. And there's a chance that my tank might die. And yeah. I love that. I love living on a prayer. Then I go into it, and I just run mm. it for fun. And I have barely touched the vast majority of content that I do because there's li very little of it or the difficulty just isn't quite mm. there or there's not a big zone for me to goof around in and go pop right. into. Um, and I I still think there's been a lot of really phenomenal stuff, uh, which, you know, I'll, I'll wrap up and we can move to the next question um, unless anybody's got any other thoughts. But I have definitely been feeling it. So I'm mm -hmm. right there with that 72% of you that yeah. said you're feeling it more than usual. And whether you're someone who's like, I feel it, but I'm totally fine, like Zen, or you're like me where I'm like, I feel it. And every day I wanted to stop feeling this way. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm still role playing. I'm still doing other stuff and there's still plenty to tackle, but um, definitely feeling it myself in a way that I think has just been kind of disheartening because, uh, yeah, I, I like just logging in to even do the most mundane of things usually <laughs> in 14. And it's not burnout because I know myself with that too. It's just that a lot of the stuff I would normally do, even down to, really interesting and rewarding extremes or other things. It's just, I don't know. It's been kind of a strange space. So, mm. um, so as we, as we push on, because again, we have more thoughts. Does anybody else have any final quick things you wanted to add to this? No, nah. good. Okay. Sly, you good? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we we already kind of touched on this, so I'm actually just going to, unless anybody has any pressing thoughts, I'm just going to actually read the statistical data that we had, mm -hmm. or like the the pie chart that we had here that came from all of Do you, because up, we Monica. already looked at the numbers. So yeah. the question was, do you feel post-Endwalker that more people are playing the game than ever, less people are playing the game, about the same amount of people are playing the game, more players are playing the game, but overall engagement feels lower. So we had like an optional one where people mm -hmm. could add in a field. So these were a few things that people added in. Um, this is the first expansion where I've been at this, so I can't really say how I feel um, at this point. They were a new player. Um, I started playing Shadowbringers late, same kind of deal. I'm a newer player. Um, and there are less veterans playing, but more Sprouts. So 41.2% mm. of our beautiful community, of all of you, said that they feel like about the same amount of people are mm -hmm. playing the game. 17.6% um, said less people are playing the game. 29.4% said more people are playing the game than ever. And then we had those smaller slices. Mm -hmm. So we looked at the actual statistical data at the start of the stream, but the general impression seems to be that about the same amount of people are playing the game. And yep. it doesn't feel like, you know, everything is on fire and it's a dead game. Uh, no one I plays. Would disagree. <laughs> uh, I actually I actually agree with uh, less veterans, more sprouts. And that's why everything's mm -hmm. on fire because nobody okay. knows how to play the game anymore. Which is fine. <laughs> you, okay. you will learn over time. This is not yep. a judgment. It's just a fact. Sometimes when True. you don't know how to do things, they catch on fire and that's okay. As long as you put the fire out. <laughs> put it over there with the rest. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, I actually, I actually deeply agree with this as somebody who's been <laughs> leveling a whole bunch to do oh, a bunch yeah. of rooms. <laughs> yes, that's and true. And I think that's why some of my favorite content to do right now when I log in is just spamming mentor roulettes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, honey. Variety and I get to teach. Oh, honey. <laughs> I can't. Uh, you're you're doing a, a service, a real yeah. service for you the are. community because yeah. uh, passing on that knowledge to new people <laughs> just just spreads it out further. It's beautiful. It's lovely. I love it. Does. It. I love a good mentor relax with you, Alex. Uh, see, now, see, here's oh. the thing. We, uh, yesterday, Happy and I did a confessionals uh, episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we asked people for their duty roulette, mm -hmm. duty finder, uh, party finder, mentor roulette uh, stories. And, and we, we absolved people of their sins if they, <laughs> if they were good. Mm -hmm. And... And if they were bad, uh, we punished them with five to ten mentor roulettes because that is just <laughs> suffering. And I'm sorry, yep. I can't. I can't be in there. Like if I if I randomly get an ex, oh, oh <laughs> there's there's a reason I have that bar back there. <laughs> exactly. If I randomly get a, a ex and mentor roulette, I I know it's it's gonna be a time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I for whatever reason I have patience question mark uh the story that i like to tell is um i got a shiva i'm pretty sure it was a normal shiva and it was probably sh stormblood stormblood maybe maybe yeah maybe heaven's word it was it was a while, it was a while ago but um we took the entire time to finish that shiva that easy mm -hmm. mode shiva uh mm -hmm. literally 10 seconds on the clock when we finished it was mm -hmm. i didn't leave i was healing alone oh. uh, yeah hey, that's what you got to do yeah sometimes yeah. you just got to do that and yeah that i but you know all of all of those people in there not all of them most of them yeah. were were new they were nice they yeah. listened to opinions they tried not to kill each other and and giving that impression to people i think is important 
It is. Oh, you get the you get the nice mentor roulette where people try not to kill each other. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That yeah. that okay. is a, a fair point. Also, I mean, they yeah. they weren't they weren't all angels, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have to say, the ones that really get me are um, Garuda X. It's not as bad as it used to be. No. But Garuda X specifically when you have two tanks that have no idea how to tank. Yeah. Because there's the phase where you have to pull the ads apart. Mm-hmm. And I swear, it's Finish. just like, it's it's so tough trying to explain the concepts of like picking specific targets to aggro and move places when players have had no other examples of when to do this in the game. Yeah. And the amount of times where you're saying the like the moments where you're like, are you trying to kill everyone? Because my vow, whenever I enter mentor roulette is, is that I budget the time so that if we get an extreme, I am like, I will not leave this extreme unless the party disbands or we <laughs> run out of time. And I, I just swore that from the get-go. I was like, I will do everything else just straight up to help however I can. I'll get links mm-hmm. for guides up. I'll get, you know, whatever information. And the the ones, I don't know why it's this particular fight, but the ones that really get me are when we're almost out of the timer and the tanks are still pulling the Chirata yeah. like on top of the entire party and everybody's dying. And I'm like, I don't know how else I can As say to you. Is playing in the background. I, you know, I'm like, Maybe I put a little marker. Sucks. I put a marker on the right one. And I'm like, you will pull one to A. You will pull one to A. And like every time, just the my... new Garuda EX is now Ramu EX. Oh yeah. no! Oh, yeah. Please wake me up. I have been seduced by the old man. Shock yeah. me! Shock me awake, please! Oh my gosh! Oh, my and then you get three do... of them. Yeah. Yes. My favorite uh, thing no, to do in Garuda. No, what's even worse is that there's the one who's there to wake you up, just out of your distance, but just like still DPSing. Can you? Just yeah. like right there, who can just move? You're like, like I'm right edge. next to you. Don't do nothing. The ring is right like an inch from your foot and you're like, just one step. (laughs) One more step. No, okay, thanks. Thanks. My favorite thing to do in Garuda, because I've experienced that exact same thing, is just tank, whatever your name is, pull everything south. Just (laughs) go south. As soon as this, everything south. Uh, Chances are, we're just gonna burn through Garuda anyway. Just don't even don't even bother to tell them to spread it out. Just, just burn through your Now room. it's fine. But yeah. previously yeah. Oh, you yeah. couldn't just <laughs> No. 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 Just get oh. out of the tornadoes. A lot of people stand in the tornadoes. They do. Well, it's green, you know. Well, yes, no, it's yeah. technically like dirt colored, but still. It's kind of greenish. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> now, we ended up on a bit of a tangent, but it was a yeah. really yeah. good one. So, I love this. Um, but let's go ahead then and just move into the bigger questions, Responses, bigger discussions yeah. on this. Um, because, yeah, I mean, like, the, the, the reason, one. yes, the reason that I asked such a vague question on the forum right before this, do you feel blank post-Endwalker? I know I saw in chat too, like, I didn't know exactly what you meant, like, compared to when and things like that, is mostly just because I think at any given point in a game, oftentimes in MMOs, we hear this sentiment of dead game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, like, whatever it is. And it has Mm -hmm. no comparison to any point in time. It oftentimes has no reference to real numbers. It is just a general sentiment in a community. Is the game active? Is it dead? Is it so... um, It's a meme. It's a meme. meme. It's a meme that'll become pretty evident when 16 comes out. Yes, Mm -hmm. but I think we are seeing that regardless of any sense of patch content, lull, etc., right, the numbers are higher than ever, even if perhaps overall retention is about equal dipping down a bit after Endwalker. Um, People are feeling about the same generally just from our sample pool, which again is just a limited bit, and even from here on the cast, that while there may Mm -hmm. be a bit of a sense of lull, it's 
not that much worse than normal lol and that the game feels about as active as ever regardless of it um mm. kind of as a general statement although you know i was like i feel that lol but you know again kind of as a general statement so this is going to take us into these bigger categories about the actual state of specific content in final fantasy 14. we have some thoughts that i'll pepper in as we talk that were provided mm -hmm. by all of you in the community so we'll share some of those quotes and respond and react to them and your thoughts on it um but we're going to do more of a breakdown right now of the actual kind of content in the game that we've been getting and how we're feeling post Endwalker. So the first one is, what are our thoughts on story and narrative? So this included mm -hmm. MSQ, bonus side quests, overall writing. I'll include like tribe story quest stuff in there, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Zed, I know you had a little thing here about the patch series. Did you want to, did you want to go into that a bit as a follow-up? I think that was actually Charles. Or maybe this was oh, Charles. Yeah. Would you add this in? Oh, sure. Yeah. I went out and I grabbed every point four before this just to kind of compare and contrast what story we got in each of these i ignored like the other things like one of them was like oh you know there's there's squadrons i don't really want to talk about squadrons that's fine that's not story uh barely story if that so just going through in general um well maybe we should just talk about how we feel first and then we go through them or do you want to go through them first let's we can go a, let's do a quick mm -hmm. everybody how sure. do you feel General sure. film. Um, okay. Yeah. This is honestly, MSQ is the thing that's uh, keeping my happiness mm -hmm. meter so high. Yeah. Um, they could have picked any number of, of crazy things to uh, build the story off of uh, post Endwalker, but they chose my two favorite things uh, the Void and the Twelve. Mm -hmm. like, those are those are things that I would love to know more about, and they're like spoon feeding me these things directly into my face, and they're delicious and interesting and cool, just like that apple and those buns. And I'm mm -hmm. I'm really happy with the MSQ to be honest. I I know a lot of people are like uh, a little let down because basically we big time saved the world, and, and mm -hmm. it was literally earth shattering. We learned the name of the world. We learned things yeah. about people who did stuff she said vaguely they were just it was big it was, it was mind-blowing it was the story and it was mm -hmm. the end of it and i at least was very very satisfied right. by the end of that story um and then a lot of people are kind of like cool cool dragons in the i'm not the and i'm no i'm here for it tell me about the dragon in the void i love our little dragon prince he the best uh and i i love to learn stuff about the 12 i cannot cannot wait to see what happens in that third bunch of storyline because I have so many theories and I'm just, I'm here for it. I'm ready. This is, the, for me personally, this was the perfect bridge into the next part of the story. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess to kind of tie into that, um, I'm kind of at the same place. Like, I, I won't lie, there was a feeling of we had all this big buildup to wrap everything up at Endwalker, and then it felt like there was, like, this whole, like, just yeah. disconnect. But going back to that comment about this is the rebuilding art, this is, we're building a new story now. We're mm -hmm. starting from scratch. But we were given so much in the MSQ, the side quests, even the tribes, um, that gives us a lot of lore that went unanswered all the way back in ARR. And that was really satisfying for me because I'm a big old lore nerd. I've got the lore books. I've got the ESO <laughs> lore books. I've got all kinds of lore books. Mm -hmm. So from a lore perspective, I've really enjoyed it. I think that all the, the stuff on the 12, I'm a big mythology nerd. So the fact that they've built this entire mythology 
for the 12 is fantastic. And I think that finally getting more on that, because even the encyclopedia doesn't have much about the 12 pages. Yeah. (laughs) So now we're getting all this backstory. I have thoughts about one of the bosses in the most recent one having been paired with another one, but we won't get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly. But overall, I think that the story has been really good. And yeah. Yeah. Sly, how are you feeling? Uh, again, um, with the end of the, uh, Highland versus Zodiac saga, it's just, it, while we have, while we are occupied mm-hmm. currently, there are so many places we can go that we haven't gone. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of interested in how it's going to allude to where we're going to go. Like, what reason do we, I mean, other than the fact that we want to go there, what reason do we have to go to Maricidia? Uh, mm-hmm. What reason do we have, go there. other than we kind of, I kind of want to go there. What reason do we have to go to the new world? I would love mm-hmm. to see the new world. Please. Um, yes. <laughs> they, they mentioned, they mentioned yeah. barbecue. Of course I want to see the new world. <laughs> Man. Uh, but like, yeah, there's these, there's so many, so many places that I'm kind of interested in how we are going mm. to get there. Um, as far as, as far as the 12, going to the 12, I'm really interested to see how that ends up. And personally speaking, if we don't get some alone time with our own patron deity, yes. it would oh, be yay. so fucking oh, Please. Yes. Like that, that would be the perfect send off mm. and the perfect, you know, you know, bit of personalization for your character like hey you chose this as your patron deity yeah you get some alone time give him a hug you know (laughs) you know things like that so that would be great for for that um any other story beats i would want to see i don't know i don't know but yeah just mainly seeing where we where we go Mm -hmm. from you know golbez because that that's i mean it's it's hype. Golbez is hype for for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but it like okay, we we get we get uh, Ajdaya back. What happens after that? <laughs> we 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 have a world that we've saved. Um, we know we have a moon that we're we're helping the bunnies. You know, kind of mm-hmm. soup up and everything. Where do we go from here? I mean, we like maybe she's the reason we, we go to Maricidia. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we don't get her back. <laughs> Sly, yeah. the face, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, as long as we go to the new world, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I share. Go, you know, Aldino, you go first, because then oh. I'll talk, and then I'll read some thoughts that others have. Sure, sure. I'll be super quick. I think that, uh, I mean, Endwalker, I'd love Endwalker. I say I'm a raid logger, but... I also play through all of the MSQ and do it, everything at least once to see the you story because that's what I'm really still here for because rating I don't like so much anymore. But anyway, uh, the main thing that I, I feel and I think maybe this might be some of the people who are upset is the the differing stakes like 5.3 versus 6.3. I don't know that those are even in the same ballpark right of emotional response of crazy lore stuff like and i think that might be contributing to this 
right? It's like after Shadowbringers post patch, this post patch being rebuilt just feels a little bit worse right afterwards. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. But I know that that might make people a little upset. Mm. Yeah, I mean, all fair, all fair observations. I can only speak from my own personal mm -hmm. feelings on on the subject, which is that I've loved this story. Mm -hmm. I I really love it. It's rare that we get, I think, wholly new characters, locales, mm -hmm. that we have a really strong, driven sense of coherent plot that's not just, you know, here's one more breadcrumb, enjoy the expansion in six months. And <laughs> so for me, I have actually felt like the post-Endwalker cycle has been really satisfying because even if I don't know exactly where it's going to lead fully down the road, mm -hmm. I really enjoy that it feels like right now I am playing some kind of complete story. I feel like I am doing something with new characters going to some sort of new place because we don't get new maps in patch content in 14 other than like Boja Zone, those kinds of things, which was also partially... Cliff, yay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. even just having what we're having with like the Turncliff equivalent still at least feels like we're going yeah. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. So I do appreciate that. And I love the characters they've introduced. I love Zero. Um, I wish that maybe some of the stuff with the uh, uh, with the fiends, mm -hmm. those little bonus side quests that you can get about them. Yep. I wish that they had been worked that had been worked into the actual MSQ Absolutely. where, you know, you learned about each of the fiends. I'm really glad they're there because they're fantastic. So it's not like the story content doesn't exist. But I think that maybe even would have felt more satisfying for mm -hmm. players that were looking for like a big meteor chunk with like all these characters really fleshed out and things like right. that. Like if you went to their domains and learned about them and things like that. Um, but I've really enjoyed that. I think that the writing and range of the tribe quests has been great. Some a little bit more lighthearted, other ones devastating beyond all comprehension and really meaningful in the way that they wrap up or correlate to the zones that they're a part of, which is so great. I think all the side content stuff, Tataru stuff, the extra lore and the Criterion dungeons, all of that feels really solid to me. And I personally really enjoyed Endwalker, even though I don't think that it's an expansion without critiques from a narrative standpoint. There are plenty of critiques about it from a narrative standpoint. Mm -hmm. But to me, I feel like the story is in a phenomenal place and it's finally free from the constraints of the 1.0 setup and everything else to really become its own unique thing. And I think balancing the talent that they have and, you know, Ishikawa does gorgeous characters and character writing, but I think we've even seen in this patch content some of the writing team that's very good at just structuring narratives and providing a framework and, and kind of structure around that be able to step up as, you know, she has focused on more specific things in other areas. So I think all of that has been really wonderful. Um, now, we all said our thoughts, but I want to share some of the thoughts that all of you had about this question. Thoughts on story and narrative. So we're going to pop through these. Um, and I, because it's all in one big sheet here with the mm. way that this form goes, I'm not going to be calling out individual names as we go through. So my apologies on that. Normally I would try to, but we had a lot of responses actually. So everything for 42. ease of access. Yeah. I mean, and that's, guys. So, we, had a, so we had a lot. So um, I'm gonna, they're all just kind of compiled in a big, in a big list here. So I'm gonna kind of work through them. Um, so general thoughts from all of you from the greater community about uh, this. So narrative and story have been top tier, have enjoyed the post Endwalker questline, excited to see where it ends. 
there are several sentiments that kind of repeat that I am mm -hmm. enjoying the writing. The story is great, says another one. Um, story's finished. Uh, feel good about it. All those sorts of things. A lot of emotional highs. Uh, we do, although, have some other kind of observations about it here. Uh, while the writing in general has been quite good, I have no feeling that there are any stakes to what's being done. I don't believe that the writing team would pull the trigger on causing personal lasting harm to any of the main cast of NPCs. And I'm curious how maybe all of you feel. Do you feel like this kind of sojourn maybe lacks impact because it feels more temporary or it doesn't feel necessarily like anything of great meaning is going to be done here in this arc? I mean, to me, it feels less dangerous than the patch series before. Oh, all of them, be. basically all of them, right? Yeah, and and that, you know, as an adventurer who's seen such heights, you're like, okay, it's like one dude. All right, no problem. <laughs> like what? Dude. Yeah, it's just one dude or like one of the four fiends at a time, kind of. Uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> We've literally fought God. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. What is one man <laughs> yeah. to God mom and God dad? Yeah. What is one man? Right. So it kind of feels like Gobez is, is a jobber right now until he does something <laughs> truly dangerous, right? Right. <laughs> we don't really know who he is and what is driving him or yeah, exactly. who is driving him. Cough, cough. So I think as more of the story is revealed, mm -hmm. maybe we'll start to get that sense of, oh, Oh, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. At least I hope we will. Yeah. Yeah. I personally, um, I, I understand this point of view, but I disagree. It's just, it's just yeah. a different, it's a different monster. And, and I, uh, like we just said, like, literally, it, yeah, yes, yeah. different monster. Literally. It, yeah. it doesn't feel as, um, world ending. That's just not. Yeah. Or urgent is, is what I said. Yeah. Tisn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there. I mean, there were a couple sentiments that kind of echoed thoughts like that, um, as well as that point towards the end of it about I don't think the team would do anything serious to the main cast, right? Mm -hmm. but there was a bit of discussion about Endwalker and the fact that um, where is it here? Uh, did not like the spaceship to the end of the universe. Entire supporting <laughs> cast sacrificing one by one felt lazy. Overall writing quality, though, was still great, and there were scenes like the ones with Moonbrita's parents, etc., mm -hmm. that were excellent. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I do think it's interesting because I, I don't think 14 is afraid to kill its characters because it has done so. Mm -hmm. How but many times no, 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 they've killed side characters. Side oh, characters. Oh, oh, side three times, you guys. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy hell. But that's the point. Like, she comes back. Yeah, yeah. 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 We've lost Moonbrita. We lost, uh, who, who did we Polimo. lose? Um, Harshafont. Yeah. Harshafont, Suyu, Isale. Papalimo. Like, yeah. Right. He was the closest. So many, yeah, so many side characters, mm. but the main... Well, not the a side main, character? How dare you? He became a side character. Yeah. He became a <laughs> side character. They fridged him and then they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, as long as you're not a part, of, like you're not a part of the inner circle of Scions, you are at risk. Yeah, you're, you're not at risk. Clique. You ain't in the click. You're at yeah. risk. Yeah, I've heard a lot of thoughts about that. The mm. undermining of significance of character sacrifice, perhaps. Yeah. Ultima Thule being a huge example, and I feel like sure. personally, I'm so on the fence about it mm -hmm. because, on one hand, I wonder how the community would have felt if all the Scions did just yeah, die. Just die. <laughs> 
And if I that was just the end of the yeah. Scion, yeah. like some part of me does feel like that would have been incredibly profound and I would have never recovered from it personally. I don't, my gosh, you would, I mean, they would have had to start the entire post-patch cycle with yeah. an entire, I mean, I guess there's side characters they could elevate into. Yeah. Kyle's fine. Yeah, Cryo. But can you imagine oh. if, like, you had finished Endwalker and then you get home and Fortuno and Ameliance are there <gasps> and, like, Ameliance's custom uh. deliveries aren't dress me up in an elephant suit, but they're help make mementos of my dead children. <laughs> yeah. I just, I when you said that, I imagine them, you know, you're coming back on the spaceship and you look down and you just see them. They've spelled out welcome home in lights. And if you know, you know. Oh, come on. Cry. Don't do that I'm to sorry, me. I, Don't I, do that you... to me. <laughs> Don't do that to me. I know where you got that from and it's my favorite. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that to me. Just hurt you. Oh, man. Oh. It'd be great. I would. It would suck because I love these characters. But man, what a plot, right? Ugh. <laughs> To be fair, I, I legit thought Thangrid was gone forever, yeah, yeah. and I walked away for 30 minutes. Oh. <laughs> no. I was going to say, um, if, if we lost any of them, it really should have been Thancred. And this is said mm. from a place that I love Thancred. I mm. love Thancred. I'm one of the few who thinks that this this terrible himbo it has a heart of gold, and he mm. should be treasured as, as a precious boy. But um, that's the sort of story that we'd seen Thancred building up to since mm -hmm. the beginning. Uh, always self-sacrificing for everybody, for Memphilia, uh, Memphilia, Memphi Memphi in particular, but mm -hmm. uh, up to the point where, like, he's he's the reason we have something to stand on at the end yeah. there. And I think that that would have been, if any one of them had to go, that would have been mm -hmm. a, a decent one to sort of logic right. into. This is the reason why he didn't get to stay, because all of that freaking dirt is still there. Yeah. Mm. I would never recover. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could have sold us on the sacrifice fake out more than they did. I see even in chat right now people saying like Thancred's sacrifice was so weird, like he just vanished. Yeah, just and then vanished, you have a yeah. moment where you go, wait, is he just dead? And like, yeah. I think that's probably alchemy where you got up and walked away from the computer. But everybody's so nonchalant <laughs> about it as well. And then throughout the whole zone, Ishtol is like, it's cool, don't worry about it. Like maybe we're dead, maybe not. <laughs> like, what made it worse was I did that quest and it did the cutscene, and then I hit the level 90 achievement for Black Mage with that, which is bring out your dead. Yeah. Ah! And I just started sobbing, and I was like, I need to be right back. Oh, <laughs> fly, baby. Fly, oh and I God. almost did spit takes. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. That's great. I that's have like it on clip timing. and everything. It's immortalized forever. <laughs> well, he got oh. better. He got better. Yeah, he, he got, got better. better. But the, yeah. That definitely is something a lot of people, I think, have commented on over the years in 14 and wondering whether or not that kind of sacrifice or impact is going to have last ramifications at any point in the story. So very interesting. Um, let's get some other ones in here. So we had one that says, um, let's see, it was a little bit of a longer one, but I think some good thoughts in here. So mm. honestly, I'm really loving MSQ. I think 6.3 was a bit of a lull, not a total miss, but it didn't really carry the momentum that 6.1 and 6.2 had going. I also don't think we need to revisit Ali and Alfie. As much as I love them, it just feels like they were better off being fully sidelined <laughs> for these patches. 
Side quest-wise, though, I feel like Endwalker might be the strongest so far. The Omega quests were such a moving little epilogue that they didn't need to make. The first variant dungeon really feels like a solid period on Uldah's arc for now, although I'm still salty that Uldah got a variant while the other city-states don't seem like they're going to be getting yeah. there. The tribe quests this patch are honestly some of the best writing in the game, especially the Omicron one, which I would genuinely call required viewing on the level of raids for anyone who wants the full scope of 14 story. And Tataru's Grand Endeavor quests are fun, silly little romps that manage to take on the energy of whatever side story they're repping that patch. That's true. Like a good summary. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. a very good summary. Yeah. Good summary, good summary. Um, in contrast, we had one, and this brought up a point that I definitely wanted to, to ask you all about. Mm. Um, that so was, that was gold stars. Oh, gold star! Oh, cool. Yay! Um, this is a different one, but uh, I think it's kind of something we touched on earlier. Brings up so um, this commenter, who I think is amateur professional, because I remember putting this in this morning. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy with Endwalker uh, feels a lot like Endgame from Marvel to me. Endgame had the nice climactic battle with the BBEG, nice emotional beats, and for me marked the end of the story. And now that we are past it, I haven't had fun or ingested any Marvel media. <laughs> the story is over. Everything else just doesn't feel like it has impact. That's kind of how I felt about Final Fantasy. I enjoyed all the side content outside of the story, oh, all of the content outside of the story, but ultimately what kept me logging back in was that there was going to be a new chapter and I needed to be ready for it. But after Endwalker, it's over. The story is done. It hit the emotional beats I wanted. It solved all the problems I had, answered my questions. It wrapped what feels like almost all of it. So I just didn't feel like I had a reason to play anymore. Mm. So I guess that brings up the question to ask all of you. Do you feel like having the end of a 10-year story arc means that um, either you've lost interest in playing in, in the future, or do you, do you feel as though that is something where... Um, that has a big impact on how you engage with the story or how players coming in might even consider or want to engage with the story. Uh, it is a big chapter for us to hit in the game. And I wonder if any of you have felt some of that with the culmination of that arc. Yeah. Uh, well, Sly, were you going to get? I'll just go. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still hovering. Yeah, yeah. For me, I definitely understand that, right? Like it was a great ending. It hit everything that I think I wanted to see, honestly, including that last fight that some people don't like. Uh, <laughs> and the option that you can because that's kind of how I felt personally. I needed and the, the option to not fight him, just to be like, no, yeah, you're a I bad kid. Get out of here. I get that. <laughs> don't reward him. And I also feel that, that, that strong cutoff in the story. And for me, that's what makes... Like, I, I love the Four Fiends. I love Golbet. I love that we're going to the Void. I love the Dragon. But, like, there's just... It's a little hollow to me until we pick up that next thread and then I'm back on the train 100%. Like, right now, I'm just kind of meandering. So I feel that. It's not enough to make me stop playing. But I, I could see how people who just had everything they needed could just stop at that point. I um I can see I can see the point and I can kind of agree, but at the same time I felt like the story that just ended needed to end. I sure. felt like it had run its course and I felt like Endwalker the end of 6.0 did a really good job of answering all those questions. I didn't really leave not a lot of other questions get answered in side quests. So if you ever have any questions, just go view side quests. They're there. Um but I also feel like 
there was something lacking in the transition from the end of that into the lead into the new story that is missing. And I think that that's where there's a lot of disconnect for me, at least, is that it just feels like it cut off and now it's a brand new game. Right. Mm. And so it just feels really disjointed for me personally. It's like you get a, a two, one and a half week break and somebody calls you <laughs> up like, hey, are you bored? Do you want to like, I don't know, go hang out with the satrap or something? Just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sly, did you have any thoughts specifically about that? Or, I mean, it's okay if not, too. It's difficult. It's honestly difficult. Um, <laughs> come back to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll come back. We'll come back. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting. There were a few things where people, I mean, a few comments where people mentioned this. And while this wasn't like a super common mm. sentiment, I think this idea of, I think you put it really well, Alchemy, the idea that there was such a distinctive ending and then a mm. beginning. I think that for some perhaps has disconnected them in a sense from investing in or engaging in what comes next. Mm. I can't personally say that I feel that because I, for me, I think I fall in love with a world first and foremost, mm. like the places, the lore, the setting, the characters. And so different chapters of that world's entire story I, I don't really care. I mean, we needed this one to end. It has been mm. 10 plus years with the same kind of arc. So wrapping it up made sense. Just like your favorite show goes on for 10 seasons, it should probably look at ending that. <laughs> Most arc. likely. Because likely a lot of the ideas and things, you know, they're ready to be moved on from. So I think that they have so much within the world of 14. And if anything, I think that our first 10-year story arc showed how much in 10 years they can even usurp our expectations, mm -hmm. how much they can recontextualize, how well they can handle larger story arcs on a scale that whatever you necessarily thought about how certain things exactly panned out. I have seen next to no other MMOs Maybe Guild Wars 2, who have pulled off this kind of continuous story for mm -hmm. 10 years without having a million retcons, a million yep. issues, a million, like, like Who's weird discrepancies. right now, depending on where I am? Oh, oh, I don't even want to think about it. I'm still <laughs> so salty about how they did my girl Sylvanas. <laughs> but, I mean... 14 pulled it off with the most coherency and attention to detail of any game. So I think in many ways that makes me incredibly excited about whatever comes next because I'm ready for a new chapter, a new story, and to see how we keep developing it. So I haven't felt that sentiment myself. But Sly, did you get your thoughts? It. I see, I see yes, they're cooking. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. Because like um the way I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this from the the veteran side. Uh, the one who's been playing from maybe, you know, 2.0 to 1.0 to now, and the new player side. Um, yes, this this was a, this was, it's been a long 10 years, and um, I've enjoyed every bit of it. Um, kind of sad to see it go, but at the same time, excited. Uh, excited for where we could possibly go now excuse me now for 
the like I kind of feel like this is a good thing for veterans and new players because I really feel like I really feel like one of the hardest sells like in the past to like if, to get anybody into this game was for them to come in the middle of like a really really big story and and try to get in uh get in at Shadowbringers or get in at Endwalker. You're getting in at the blunt end of the story. And, mm-hmm. and I, like, I, I felt like that was kind of a hard sell to like my friends who were kind of interested. But now it's like, well, we have this really big new chapter and not a lot of shit's going on. So it would be real easy. It, it would be, I, I feel like newer players could connect more now that there's like a new saga and we're, we're going on this new journey this is their journey you can say hey i came in on the the so-and-so whatever this journey is going to be uh i came in on this i'm like hey i i came in on uh i was you know with the you know zodiac highland i'm og yada 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 <laughs> so i I'm, so like when i look at this when i hear a question i kind of think for the veterans, and then for the millions of new players that we're going to get. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, the, I already just spouted on and on about the void and, and the 12 and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys know that the content that they're giving us is just right up my alley. I'm here for it. But mm-hmm. uh, throughout the, the entirety of the storyline, um, there have been very few things uh, that have been written into the plot that I did not enjoy. They have given mm-hmm. me a story over these past 10 years that I enjoyed so thoroughly. And uh, I have no reason to think that what's coming next will be any less grand. So mm-hmm. I absolutely don't, I'm not worried about it. I'm ready for the next super cool thing to come along. Just, I'm just gonna wait for it to be in here. I love it. I think we're all kind of in that boat. And I mean, I will say the vast majority of comments that all of you submitted were very positive about the story and said that the story really has been some of the strongest post Endwalker and lots of good narratives, things they're looking forward to. Um, And while we had some discussion, yeah, about the idea of what happens with the closure of a 10 year story arc, Mm -hmm. overall, I would say from our snippet of the internet and our own opinions, the writing, the story of 14, as always continues to just be amazing. And there's so much to like in so many ways, um, even if there you know, are feedback or points of feedback about very specific beats, choices, etc. that maybe didn't resonate with people. Again, the vast majority of all of the comments just talk so much about how great the writing is, how impactful it's been in people's lives, and how much they really love it. I also really loved this one. Um, excellent. I love this story. All of it, which keeps me going, <laughs> even as an unconfident new player. And I loved that. Like, I thought that was so sweet that, mm. like, the story just wraps you up into it and gets you excited. So even story if... story is a safety blanket. Uh, <laughs> it's a safety... It's a safety place, right? It keeps you moving through, even if you feel like you might not be a god in an MMO. But mm. um, I loved that. So, did we have any final thoughts on story? Before you, oh, we'll have Aldeano's comparison. No, we don't need to do that. You like, don't want to do it? I just put it there so that we could see. And the the main thing is, it was hopeful because every point four is a banger. Like every single one of, them, going back to two point four, Shiva, three point four, end of Warriors of Darkness arc, the the end of, uh, four point four was the call from beyond the rift, right? Throw wide the gates, and five point four was tempering like curing that and the telephori so launching it so i think that yeah we're in that lull 
but as Zen said, they've never really led us astray. Yes, okay. it might be the the point where you could fall off the most, maybe probably in the entire game, but that makes sense. We just ended one chapter. That, that was just it. I love it. I love it. All right, that's going to take us to our next category, which is thoughts on current normal PvE mm. content, the state uh -oh. of PvE content in <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV. Remember and hold on to all the positive things uh -huh. we had to say. Um, so this includes content like open world dungeons, normal trials, raids, 24 mans, criterion dungeons, base floors of Eureka, Orthos, so not the bonus difficulty floors, mm -hmm. treasure maps, as well as I would include this in the category because we did have some comments about it. General job feedback, gameplay, <laughs> those sorts yeah. of things. We could have made a whole different category for yeah. this, but we already had like 5,000 categories. Yeah. So we are going to just put this all into the general baseline PVE content spread. So general thoughts. How do you all feel about the normal PVE content in Final Fantasy XIV right now? Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, much the same. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say that, like I said, I don't super interact with it a whole lot. The stories are great and all of those things, yes. That's how I feel about it. The story does, for me, the story carries a lot mm -hmm. of them, especially yeah. dungeons. Yeah. Uh, dungeons, they're beautiful as ever they are cool to look at very cool to yeah. look at but they are so formulaic mm -hmm. uh and mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out there seeing them go back and streamline old dungeons for the uh the solo content makes me sick <laughs> no it doesn't make me sick um it's 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 honestly disappointing i wish that they'd left the old versions in i understand the the necessity behind doing it mm. so that uh people who do want to play solo can play with those trust systems but uh, the new versions of those old dungeons are boring they are streamlined and formulaic as as these mm -hmm. new ones that are also becoming more and more boring there's maybe one interesting uh, little extra tidbit in each dungeon like the mm. um the puppet fight in uh mm. the latest one with the snow which i forget the name of lapis something lapis mm -hmm. analysis. Mm -hmm. um it's cool that they give you like a little rating that's interesting sort mm -hmm. of okay. but <laughs> i i i am personally very disappointed with uh the way the dungeons are going i I have been saying for ages that I wish that they were more like uh, older original 2.0 dungeons where we have a little bit of, of variety and and even um, this is this is such a, a thing but like I'll say Totorak mm -hmm. there were different ways to go if people people would go down different paths it, there was variety to the dungeon itself uh, that's gone now and mm. I, I wish that we got things like that. I wish we had interesting, different, small things that each dungeon did, like in freaking Sestasha with the buttons. Give me buttons. I don't know. Put something, <laughs> put something interesting, individual in each dungeon. I understand it requires more thought, but I'm, I'm literally doing the same dungeon over and over and over and over and over again yeah. with a different skin on it. And I am, that's part of the reason that I don't log in to do my experts because I do not care. Uh, I don't know why yeah. it's dungeons that, that set me off this way. <laughs> but it is. 
You actually like Toto Rock, though? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, a little concerned about that sentiment. Yeah. That was there, and I don't know how I feel. Like, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't stand Toto Rock. It's a basic bitch <laughs> to me. I'm sorry. Everything looks samey. Everything looks samey <laughs> in Toto Rack, and I and I, it's I worse it. now. Yeah, it is. It I is mean, more samey. Yeah, it's more samey. So it's they really didn't do now. a lot to it. Yeah. yeah, I I just having the different stuff in it gave it a personality. I thought on on its mm. own, like picking up the lights. I know people hate the goo. It's really easy to avoid the goo. Get over it. It's not even the goo. It's just the look <laughs> of it. Sure. The, yeah. the look. The look of it. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's, it's a dungeon. It is a literal dungeon. <laughs> fair. That's, that's what you want fair. dungeons in your dungeons? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I uh, I, I agree with you, Zed. No, I was just gonna say I completely agree with you. I yeah. Some mm -hmm. of the dungeon reworks I think have been very successful because there were some mm -hmm. fights where Which you were like, one? okay, for example, the um <laughs> oh what is his actual name? He's like a T Rex, and Miath Miath. Oh. And like sore something, one of the one of yeah, the and Sorkai? he's yeah, I want to say he's like a he's like a Tyrannosaurus, he but he's kind of leaping each other. Yeah, the one yeah. with the slime yeah. pup. The yes. Slimes. Yeah. So they reworked some stuff there to make sure that his markers were in line with other things. Mm -hmm. Way more helpful to actually okay. be able to tell what is a yeah. stack and what is a spread. Yeah, that's totally right. fair. Um, as well as I think but they things didn't think like that the change the dungeon. Well, True. yes, here. Well, we'll get to, we'll get Sorry, to the scale. Continue, please, please. As well as things like the rework fights that they did for um like the MSQ ones where there's mm. actually some kind of fight that happens now and sure. some sort of mechanic that even happens like the um Gaius fight at the end where he actually uses some of the abilities that will become yes. iconic for Garlean mm -hmm. characters later. I thought that way more interesting, way better pace. I like that they broke that stuff up and kind of separated it out. Mm -hmm. Now, I will, I will give you those. Yes. yes. Now, to address the ones that you're speaking of. Yes, I agree. I, I for one, was super sad that the Yeti fight, that they messed with right. Yeah! That's such I, an interesting mechanic! It, is I it harder? Love... Yes, but it makes you use your brain! I'm sorry, yeah. please. Yeah. No, I agree, I agree. Like, the Yeti fight had so much personality, and yes, there were moments where people didn't know what was happening, and you'd have to explain things. But I think Mix in the chat says it the best, which is that... Um, some fights meant that you had to talk to one another to know mm -hmm. what to do. Guess. And that just, like, it just doesn't happen in the same way anymore. That you'd be like, I just don't understand what's going on. And then you'd go, oh, actually, it's kind of a fun little mini game we do on this one. So you got to angle the boss at these little guys, and that's going to put them as snowballs. And then you hit the snowball, and then the snowball hits him. And those things had so much personality to me, like you were saying, Zen. They had so much personality. They were different. They were interesting. Another one that was a travesty was the rework of Freisfelger's fight, where the arena where you jump yeah. around between the platforms in the skies, in the expansion, heaven sword <laughs> is now just a standard arena fight. I... It it's it's really unfortunate to me because I agree. I normally love dungeons. They're not the hardest content, but like I said, I even really used to enjoy doing expert roulettes. But even the mobs just don't hit as hard. People pull wall to wall and I barely have to use a single cooldown as a healer. I mean it's it's just very weird because I've liked a lot of the concepts of dungeons. I've liked the aesthetic of certain dungeons we've gotten, but I have definitely felt that 
homogenization of content. And while I think the 24 mans, we're talking Dungeons specifically, but while I think like the 24 mans had more character and some interesting mechanics, I, I've seen a lot of community feedback as well that even those feel perhaps easier for many comparatively. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with that either. I I love these 24 mans. La 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 love them. Um, going in the like the morning of right at release, that's the most fun you can have in these 24 mans. Mm. Nobody knows what's going on. Everybody mm -hmm. dies. Um, and the first one, going in and, and dealing with Rolgar, that was amazing. It was uh, so good. Rolgar and, and Byrgot. It, it was amazing. Nobody knew what was happening. Everybody's falling out of the sky. It's hilarious. It's great. Um, yeah. That didn't really happen so much with the second one. And this is disappointing. It honestly mm. is it's disappointing. Still beautiful. But still, still love the the lore, but I I wish there was a little bit more challenge. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling very slighted that my Nemea got a little mm -hmm. overshadowed by her mm -hmm. brother in their fight. I felt like if they were gonna do a two deity fight, it should have been the last fight in the race. Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. One kind of like you see with Nald Ball in the first one. Mm -hmm. I know it's one, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with all the dungeon stuff. Another. I would kind of like to see more dungeons utilize the same boss kind of fun puzzle as you see in Bardem's Metal with that one mm -hmm. boss where you actually yes. have to just like do mechanics. You don't actually fight him. I would yeah. like to see more stuff like that, I think, in a lot of dungeons because, yeah, it is it is a lot of just the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you go, you pull the packs, you fight the boss, you move on. Um, one that you guys have listed is Eureka Orthos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm not a deep dungeon content creator by any means, but I do run a lot of duo deep dungeon content. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we've run a ton of Palace of the Dead. We've run a ton of Heaven on High. We were really excited for EO. And it just, it was kind of a letdown for a lot of the community. Mm -hmm. One thing I think that was kind of new was the first time we went into it, we went with three of us and two of us were resers. So we could just test like, how much things hurt? Does it kill you? Mm -hmm. Everything in there one-shots you. Yep. <laughs> if you stand in an AoE, which is different than we've seen in other deep dungeon content, which I think was kind of a nice change and yeah. a, a, a different challenge. But I know that a lot of the deep dungeon community was super, super let down by a lot of a lot of that. Right. Yeah. But specifically, I saw... the the one-shots or what? Just by the difficulty, I think, was mm -hmm. it? I found I thought a lot of the new bosses and everything were super fun. Um, the aesthetic wore on me a little bit, mm -hmm. but okay. overall I had a I had a general fun time. I know they cleared it way faster than ever yeah. before. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's yeah, that's yeah. part of the problem. Because once you learn what every monster does, eh, that's kinda RNG and, and yes, there's still some execution, don't get me wrong, but that's so much of it now that mm -hmm. that's just rote for them they already knew what all the yeah. enemies did in the previous ones like that was part of it and so it now, was really easy fun. for us to figure out a lot yeah. of yeah. yeah 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 i loved that you pointed out that the aesthetic wore on you yeah because yeah. i also had that impression and even having done even having done palace and, which has way more floors. So mm. you'd think the aesthetic would have worn on me a lot more in that one. Or Heaven on High. I both, 
I felt like with both of them, there was a more distinctive and interesting journey. Now, of course, I haven't made it. I have not yet done all the bonus floors and everything. So again, this is just a more limited perspective. And I know there are some kind of cool visuals and things, but... I was thinking in my head, okay, this is like an Allegan testing facility. Why does it feel like I'm just running through a bunch of Allegan covered, like texture covered tubes? Like there's some stuff that looks like structures. Yeah. There's like references to the kind of ancient Allegs, like mm. stone work. But I was like, if this is like a testing facility, why are there not some chambers that have... Like, there's kind of test tubes, but even just flying around as a fly, I get more of a sense that this is a research facility than I do in Eureka Orthos. And there was something about that that felt very samey to me as I went through it. Not that the other ones don't have some sense of sameness, but maybe it's everything. Maybe it's paired with the lack of additional surprises. I liked the new kind of... Um, big boy bosses that you could encounter, like those mm -hmm. points are interesting where if you don't have the right things to deal with them or if you're kind of in the situation where they're right on top of the, the portal out, like sure, there are some interesting things there, but I felt like I was having more of a journey of discovery in both Palace and Heaven on High, even having done them a lot like like you know not just because i was i i'm i'm a veteran in them or anything like that um although i don't go as hard as some people but like that even in repeated runs i felt more like there were little things that would happen that were different or something you know i don't know have we all have we all cleared um floor 99 and everything and <laughs> yeah in current orthos not in orthos yeah in others but not orthos have you yes yeah. What did you think? As a non, as a non, you know, deep dungeon person, uh, I mean, I'll I'll partake in the content just to partake in the content. Um, you know, as a general public, I find it to be I found it to be actually pretty fun. Um, there are certain annoyances you know the, the whole everything is scary terry and wants to kill you in one shot um and some of the bosses once again like once you do it for the first time the novelty wears off so at this point mm -hmm. you're really like anything after that you're, you're either speed running or going for score which i'm okay with i mean it's like there's a there's a community for that um but as far as like the general, you know, casual um, playthrough, like I had, I had fun with it. Like it, it was, it was, it hurt every time we we got to a certain point and got knocked back down. And had to go go all the way back and do it again. But um, yeah. it was it was overall fun. Mm -hmm. I'll say the uh, the little encounters uh, that that happen, like when you get three of those. Uh, ravana looking dudes in a room and you're like oh god they're facing there's one tiny sliver of oh no is there just like the combinations <laughs> of mobs that you didn't expect to have at the same time and... or you, yeah you get the train of them just back to back <laughs> to back mm -hmm. and accidentally pull all of them and you don't know which way mm -hmm. each of them yes. is going yeah. Yeah. yeah i do i do have to say that i think the one shot leads to an interesting conundrum in those situations, right? Because you have you do have to think really seriously about the radius and space of certain attacks if you've pulled a big mob of different things. Or like if you've accidentally gotten too many and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, what or mechanics can these ones have? Them. 
Yeah, you're like, mm. yeah. does one have a does one have a circle? Is it a close radius? Is it a far radius? Where do I need to be standing? Do I need to move out when I see this? Because I think if you're if you're one on one, like we were talking about earlier, it gets a lot easier because you're just like, oh, this is the exact thing that this thing will do. So I just follow this exact pattern. But when you start overlapping those patterns and things become more chaotic, I did find that it gave greater weight both to me feeling like having higher levels of um, aether pool made a bigger difference, mm. like like in just even the normal climb, as well as adding an extra sense of, uh, you know, kind of trepidation to anybody who might want to go, I'm going to pull everything. And you're like, okay, but what did you pull though? And you're like, okay, cone, circle, that one's the inside, the outside. And then like, and you're trying to like move yourself into the one spot where you're like, maybe you won't die mm -hmm. if everything goes off. So I, I did like that. And so I'm, I'm happy to hear that you enjoyed a lot mm -hmm. of it. Um, what about and, and other? The, and oh, the, go ahead. oh shit! I'm sorry. One, no, one no, no. The, yeah, the yeah. oh shit buttons. The oh shit yeah. buttons. The amount of oh shit buttons that we had to deal with situations like you just said. Like that's good too. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like uh, a lot of the, the the a lot of the DD runners didn't like storms. I like storms. I mean, yeah. hell, you can go crazy. Anarchy. Pull everything. Um, <laughs> or a, a floor where there's no HP region. Oh boy, everything's <laughs> getting one shot. Like uh, storms, like it, it's so good. And then, uh, of course, uh, witching. Uh, whenever mm -hmm. you pull everything, witching was your alternate oh shit button. Everything becomes a chicken. <laughs> you're you're good for about thirty <laughs> seconds. After that, you or you step you, on one of those traps and suddenly you have like ten more things than you thought you did. Mm -hmm. Like oh, that's a yep. witching time. Thank you. That's witching. That's mm -hmm. witching. That's either witching or storms. Either one. That'll work. <laughs> yeah, I just love I love the oh shit buttons and in, in mm. yeah, and I think the introduction of some of the new pomanders and stuff was a lot of fun for people to play with, and then the rewards are all really great too, mm -hmm. which I think is another driving yeah. force. Um, it's tough though because I really like the rewards that they put in, but it feels like compared to previous ones, there's sure. way less rewards. I think that would have maybe even made me want to run it more because part of the fun that I had in the past, like doing a lot of the um, deep dungeons was the fact that like you take your bag and you're like, there's like a million things that could be in here. And then you go to the vendor and you're like, and I'm still working on this and I'm going to save mm -hmm. up for that and I'm going to get. Um, but I, I actually think um, lack of rewards is something that or mm -hmm. or more limited scope of rewards is something that we've seen commented on and even the comments that we have here which we'll get to reading yeah. um particularly with criterion but yes. also some with eureka orthos and things like that um you know previously we would get yeah. huge loot table spreads of different things um and you could still even be running palace to this day and get something that you hadn't yeah. gotten before exactly mm. Mm. yeah yeah the the rewards for criterion dungeons to move on to there I think that that's I, I know that we've seen a lot of that in the feedback, but that's that's probably the biggest downer of all of this content, most likely, I think it, it's had such a chilling effect on people wanting to do more of it. It's weird. Uh, meanwhile, I'm over here like uh, I didn't really do maps last year, so mm -hmm. I'd like to do some more uh, criterion so I can get the pretty mm -hmm. stuff that I didn't get before <laughs> free. Thank you. Yeah, it really it really depends on, you know who you are in doing it but the people that that keep doing it like even those people are kind of falling off because it was like i got everything i need i'm done yeah mm. yeah yeah what did we think about criterion in general because that's a piece of pve content mm. that we haven't spoken about at all which was a new type of content mm. that they experimented with so it has been i think good to see them experiment with 
ideas of content types post Endwalker, but mm -hmm. how do we feel about Criterion Dungeons in the game? I still need to RP it. <laughs> I haven't, I mean, I haven't jumped into it yet, really. Yeah, that's where a little bit of the complexity came back for dungeons, especially on harder modes. Story is great. Like, it's cool that they exist. That, that's how I feel, honestly. That's about it. I don't really have. I'm not jazzed about them. I want to see the next one and see if they change rewards. But yeah, they're, they're good. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I think they're fun. I think going through and like having the different, like with the variant dungeons and everything, having the different paths that you can take is really mm -hmm. interesting and the different mechanics that you can use. You know, as a healer, you can now be a tank, yeah. which we saw like in Boja and stuff, but like this yeah. is different. But it's cool. Um, I just want more. Yeah. Yeah. Nim, 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 Nim. And, 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 and I agree. Nim. I, I, I agree. Uh, um, I want more, more, more mm -hmm. of this. Um, I kind of feel like everybody, including Zanidra, uh, this is probably what they envision. They want dungeons to be mm -hmm. like normal ass dungeons. The, the dungeons we have in game yeah. right now, the dungeons dungeons. Like if, if Todorok were this, like it would take some of the basicness out of it. Mm -hmm. You think Yoshi P is so. trying to make up to me for making the old dungeons <laughs> dumb dumb by putting these new ones? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it, yeah, it opens a possibility, right? Go ahead, mm -hmm. like, right. yeah, but I, I was just saying, like, um, you know, um, the e, even though the aesthetic of some dungeons is really, really cool, mm -hmm. if you don't, if you don't have, you know, a dungeon evolve with you as you go on, like, it's not going to feel like anything. And that's kind of what I want. I want the dungeon to kind of evolve. Um, mm -hmm. I want, you know, shit to be affected around me. And maybe I go another way one time. Maybe I know go another way the other time. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But like, it's, it's the reason why I, I just don't do, I just don't do the roulettes anymore. Like mm -hmm. once you do the dungeon, you lose the, you really, unless you're going for gear, mm -hmm. you really lose the effect. Mm -hmm. You really lose like any kind of value to get out of it. Yeah. I, you've all heard me. I won't, if anybody's tuned into the podcast before this, maybe you haven't. So, I mean, I'll reiterate a little bit, but you all know how I feel. Oh, I love these dungeons. I love these stupid criterion dungeons. I love them so much. They're some of my favorite content that's been introduced into an MMO in ages. I just think that the combination of both scale of challenge that you can pursue if you want, the randomizing effect, but also the unique explorable elements. We were talking about this with the feeling that in other dungeons there is a lack of sense of that I explore and I discover in the mm -hmm. sense of that which is very much a trope in dungeon delving yep. in any game right so to have these bonus hidden paths I think they could even go further with this I think they could go buck wild with something like this but I think the way that they implemented it is very digestible for people I mm -hmm. think that if you are like me and you're a big goof and you get into it and you're like nobody say a word and you're <laughs> like looking at every wall zoomed in going okay now hold on that banner it's different and then you go over and like or you're trying to figure out whatever it is. That's one of my favorite things. Puzzles. 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 I yeah. love it. Yeah. 
Yes, and like the extra lore that you get for that effort, filling out that journal. To me, that was a very wonderful, not only capstone on Ulda, but also a very wonderful reward for pursuing something like that. Then, of course, we have the fact, though, that I don't think there was enough rewarding for the higher levels of difficulty. There should mm -hmm. be something there to really encourage people to want to do that. Right. As well as the fact that this piece of content, they introduced it, but then have really, I don't think, made any effort to tie it into the content cycle at all. So nope. it's just kind of this thing that sits over there that's like, hey, uh, did you do me yet? And if you haven't, mm -hmm. you probably will never remember to. It's not required for relics. It's not required in anything else. Once you get what you want, people probably leave. People don't even finish all of the you know lore entries. So I think all of that has, has been sad about it because... Just like you all said, I want more of this. I want to see more of this. I think this could be a viable and fascinating additional content to things like our PvE roster that has a lot of promise even for new players who are like, hey, what's the state of PvE content like coming in? Where we're like, hey, well, we just had this new innovative thing added in and it has scaling difficulty and all this stuff, right? But I don't know if they're going to commit to it, which makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. They you know, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, they've committed to it more already than, oh, Blue Mage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, you know, the thing that's missing from this normal PvE content that usually is in here, and I've only spotted two mentions of this in the responses, is Relic. And I think we all know why. That it's not normal PvE content anymore. And nobody's talking about it. Oh, we have a whole separate category okay. Okay. for relic yeah. weapon discussion on this sheet. <laughs> I have this is yeah. this is where it would normally be, though, right? And it's just yeah. it's missing. Just saying. Yeah, I made a whole dedicated category mm -hmm. specifically to it because it has become such a discussion point. Yeah. And like you said, it is just straight up missing. So yeah. we have to almost talk about it as its own yeah, category alone, yeah, because exactly. I would not say that it is in and of itself. PVE yeah. content. That's exactly it's, why I wanted to mention yeah. it here to say it's missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, good point. And speaking of the feedback that we got, I'm going to go ahead and just read through some of this. We can move on to the next topic, or if this brings up anything, obviously we'll talk about it as we go. But some of the thoughts that you all had now that we've shared our own about current normal PVE content in the game. Um, so we had some positive stuff, right? Overall, great. 24 mans are some of the best. Criteria needs more rewards. Eureka Orthos is fantastic. And there were several times, especially, that people said, you know, 24-man content is aesthetically and thematically incredible with amazing music to accompany it. Mm -hmm. With a little note there, the mechanics are a bit simple in some cases, but good enough for more accessible content. We had a lot of praise of, I mean, particularly, I think, the 24-mans and feeling mm -hmm. like even if they were a little bit easier, that people still really enjoyed them. Um... We had a comment in line with what we talked about. Uh, honestly, most of it just feels dot, 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 kind of the same, mm -hmm. except for the new Criterion Dungeons. Those were fun. I hope we get one with Emmerich soon. Mm -hmm. um, we saw another comment, same as usual, no risk taken. Variant Dungeons <laughs> are nice, but not re there's not a lot of replay value in them in the long run as they are right now. Mm -hmm. 
Um, more praise for the 24 man. And and we were just talking about the variant dungeons. Lots of praise for the variant criterion mm -hmm. dungeons. Love, love, love the variant dungeons. Though I wish there were more rewards or it was treated as deep dungeons where you could level through them. I wish yep. there was more replayability after you solve the mystery and do every route. With uh, Without more better rewards, I stopped running it because I don't want more diamond fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I have enjoyed all the other content a lot, but variant dungeons are the new thing that stands out the most um more comments just about the criterion dungeon rewards and then some general comments and discussion about i wish we had more dungeons than just the one mm -hmm. every patch i also would have preferred some more interesting rewards for criterion dungeons <laughs> it's gonna I keep like, going um, back to it there's one comment mm -hmm. uh, open world are there open world things other than fates yeah. I did no. someone <laughs> else said open world content does not exist for this expansion i love that one <laughs> fair it's fair though. It's fair. There are hunts. Yeah. And I do I like the hunt rewards at the vendor. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. I thought there were some really nice ones this go yeah. around. Um I can't even say though that I've seen in previous expansions, particularly in Shadowbringers, mm -hmm. hunts seemed even more bombastic to me because yeah. there were those um the SSs that could spawn and all kinds of other stuff. I genuinely don't even know if outside of the just like zone boss yeah. things we have, I actually have not seen a single like super special pop. I call them super specials. I don't <laughs> think that's what it actually means. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a single like, you know, oh, we did all the S ranks. We did all the, all this stuff and it popped a really special one mm -hmm. or like that one zone where there were like three of them you had to burn simultaneously or uh, if I'm remembering correctly, yeah. like from Shadowbringers. So it feels like even on that front, that open world content feels diminished to me. Mm -hmm. Have you have you done have you you haven't joined any hunt trains though, right? Like I've done a few, but I mm. just through I think I did one through Thav. I, I've done a couple through the moon. Uh, I have hit up the just basic loop in um oh underground Charlian. Labyrinthos. Mm. Labyrinthos, thank you. Underground mm -hmm. Charlian. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, because like usually um, during the hunt trains I do, like, um, and I find these through Discord, through the hunt Discord, mm -hmm. um, we do all of the Endwalker ones. I, I, if I'm feeling froggy, I'll do the Shadowbringer ones, mm -hmm. but usually I'll just do the Endwalker ones, like a full run, um, and uh, do uh, instances where wherever instances lie. Um, I, again, I. I just do it for the nuts, basically. But, mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, like if you do it, like I, if you do enough of them, you will definitely see some of the, um, the S, like the super specials, mm -hmm. as you call them. Um, they'll, they'll pop off like so often. Okay. Hmm. Why they just don't stand out to me the same way that the Shadowbringers ones do then? I, I honestly don't know. It felt like such a big deal when one of them spawned <laughs> in Shadowbringers. Um, yeah, because I've run a few loops. But uh, yeah, it, it does bring up an interesting point. I don't think that open world, immersive open world PvE, particularly combat combat content, is something that 14 provides still to this day, at least in the scale that we may see in other games. Yeah. And while bicolor gemstones have been a good... I mean, a good way to just get some extra rewards. The fates themselves also, minus the 
you know, world bosses that exist, although I wasn't hugely impressed with their rewards this time, other than mm. the mount, you know. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of the person where I'm like, if a world boss spawns, I don't want a dumb elephant head. <laughs> or I don't want a stupid leopard print fedora. Thank you, Square Enix. I want something that feels like, I mean, some people love those things. I don't mean to diminish it, but like, I mm. want something that feels as cool and epic as the boss should feel to me. Right. Um, a unique glamour set or something, you know, I want something that just like is more serious as well to maybe some of those silly options. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that is a big point and many people did comment on this. The fact right. that the current state of Final Fantasy XIV, I do think open world PvE content is maybe one of the weakest points, although mm -hmm. we have seen kind of some watering down in other content as well. But some great new ideas through things like Criterion Dungeons, if they can figure out how to continue mm -hmm. to like implement them. Uh, through Stormblood, and even somewhat in, in Endwalker, not Endwalker, uh, Shadowbringers, were uh, a pretty big part of leveling when you first got into the expansion, and it really wasn't the same for Endwalker, at least as far as mm -hmm. I found. So even the stuff that was important previously is also falling out. Goodbye, Fates. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I think that's because a lot of people were uh, capped on level at the drop of Endwalker, so they all went <laughs> into Boja mm -hmm. and spammed Boja for levels. Yep. Mm -hmm. and pvp yeah that's true yep. that's true uh other comments that we got let's see on that topic of open world 14's biggest issue has been the lack of the open world for content everything else listed in the question really doesn't take advantage of the mmo it's all instanced or siloed and quickly turns into a kind of repetitive same old same old problem mm. um i'd like it if they oh this was an interesting one this was an interesting one I would like it if they required people to have unlocked more things to enable them to do roulettes. Not to the level of mentor roulette, of course, but within each category up to a level of the job that they queue on. Uh, basically summarizing a bit more of the comments, um, they, they basically provided an example about the fact that if you either power level class in something like Deep Dungeon or Eureka or, mm. you know, whatever it is, Boja, that um, you might have, like, only one crystal tower raid unlocked or something. I mean, I think you have to have more than that, but like you might only have the crystal tower raids unlocked, which then feeds more into the kind of problem that if you queue into those roulettes, all you're going to get is crystal tower. If people haven't mm -hmm. unlocked more of that collection, again, it forces it. And then they also bring up the issue that's been talked about in the community um, about the like people who purposefully take off gear yep. to lower the eye level to kind of cheese um, to force things like that, where they say... Um, this wouldn't prevent queuing directly into a fight, but the way I see the roulettes, you should be filling out for others directly queuing, not unequipping all of your gear to force Crystal Tower to farm personal daily rewards. This bonus for roulettes should be for helping others, not for manipulating the system. Sure. And I mean, we've wrong. heard that so much, especially because some of those alliance raids with a lot of new people can be suffering, yes, but it's it's hard it's it's because of what they said they're like the rewards are there we need those rewards per day because i need my whatever i just want the easiest path that's what's, what's going to happen in an mmo and i don't know i i don't know how no. you fix the unequip other than by making it not possible somehow. you know what would be neat and mm. kind of still game the system but neat uh mm -hmm. you can pick multiple things to queue into depending on what you're queuing for what if you could pick things to not queue into? 
Sure. Yeah, so that, that everybody who wants to do the alliance roulette but is not interested in doing Crystal Tower could be like, I don't want these three. And then everybody mm -hmm. who wants to do the other ones would be pushed into the other ones together. So yeah. that's a fair amount list, of people. So an overall list of just basically like your queue list, but yeah. as you, it's like a sub queue list where you just pick what you don't want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Glued thieves. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I see it working. Yeah, I could see it working, and I could also see people just never going to yeah uh, or on lighthouse or whatever you know yeah or I, was gonna say, I feel like it could cause a lot of issues with certain people not being yeah. able to run mm -hmm. content yeah, maybe. like even story content sure yeah I get a lot I can actually get a lot of people when I go into alliances that are like oh crystal tower it's at least <laughs> like a third of the people almost every single time and then mm. of course you have some amount of people who say nothing and agree so mm -hmm. i'd like to think that it might work but you know during content laws maybe not yeah maybe yeah i did see somebody mention the possibility of like well what if when you queued into a roulette you had to be this was the same the original commenter yeah. um who said uh what if when you queued into a roulette you had to be on a class that's eye level, like the gear of the eye level that you had was um, equivalent to the highest raid you had unlocked in that roulette. Um, mm. Which is, I think, an interesting idea. Right. But it does pose some kind of issues if, you know, maybe you're leveling a class <laughs> and that class mm -hmm. is not at, you know, your highest level 90 mm -hmm. alliance relay, uh, uh, roulette that you have unlocked. Um, I, I think there are maybe some issues with it, but it would be nice to have some kind of way to try and yeah. ensure that there was a, a yeah. more even playing field. Yeah, you and know, then... there's... Go ahead. Nope. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> you could search the whole inventory, but let's let's be honest. Anything with inventory is never going to happen in this game. Like, it, it's the hardest thing to do, because most other games just search your inventory, including your armory chest including your retainers and all of those things if it has a system like that and goes this is your highest that's what your highest is um you could do that but that's a lot of data and they don't do that yeah but it would make it fair at that point at the at the base of things like this this comment is is not wrong the yeah. the, the roulettes yeah. are are for helping other people if you mm. don't want to do yeah. that then maybe don't run the roulette but i'm absolutely guilty of uh capping my gear if i if i have you know 20 minutes in in which <laughs> i can do something i'll be like and i'm naked now let's go neither this is shocking behavior i've never done that in my life <laughs> i would never do that I, but it's okay i get it i get it yeah i mean it's it really depends honestly to me 24 men's are fun in the general term but they're not fun to execute usually to me um that's just my own personal issue because i don't like combat right now so doing any combat makes me go i don't want to do this doing combat with more people that i don't know that i don't know if i can rely on i don't do i've never done duty finder for a raid finder for anything <laughs> i don't think i ever will i don't know maybe gonna, but like that doesn't appeal to me yeah i'm gonna argue with chad a little bit like mm -hmm. roulettes are for tomes if it's the expert roulette every other roulette is for helping people they give you <laughs> rewards 
So that you'll do it. So that you will so do, do it. it. Otherwise, why yeah. why bother? You would never help the other people. Maybe you would. Some people are nice. Some people would help. But without the rewards, like it doesn't have the the draw. Yeah, they it, only exist to help people. Like they don't exist for the rewards. They could just give it to you somewhere else. You yes, know? they yeah. are great for leveling. And if it it's of yeah. your level, sure. But they're also great for leveling when it's not of your level. And those are the people who take their gear off to go into alliances. Yep. Yeah. Ultimately, they are a means to an end to ensure that there's a flexible demand of instance mm -hmm. popping for people that need something, right? So yeah. you give up your choice of what you're queuing for to fill queues for others. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you you obviously use them for various things in the game and they incentivize it. But I wanted to circle back really quick mm -hmm. to Aldi, you know what you said, because you mm -hmm. said, I'm not happy with how a lot of uh -oh. the game plays right now. And... Uh -huh. The interesting thing is that largely in our feedback, we did not get a ton of comments specifically targeting how classes play right now. Um, mm -hmm. Now, to be fair, I didn't specifically put a separate sure. question here right. for like, you know, how do you feel class balance, et cetera, et cetera, design is. Mm -hmm. But we did get one that I thought was very much um, a good one to mention, which is from Isaac, which says... I mostly made Scholar in my time with 14, but I can't seem to find a job I really resonate with anymore. With Scholar, the admittedly obtuse fairy management and dot upkeep was probably the reason I liked it so much. And while I appreciate that it's been made playable for more people, I effectively lost most of my interest in healing. I played a lot of Black Mage too, but most of the jank that was pretty core to the rotation has been smoothed over with increased proc timers and more ways to keep your Eno-chan, your Enochian rolling. Mm -hmm. Again, really happy for more folks to be able to jump in and experience the job, but most folks still don't like it, and now it feels more slow and imprecise yeah. in execution with that said i don't think the jank was the reason that i was interested in these jobs i think it was more a sense of accomplishment and having figured out how all the levers and knobs worked and then being able to be successful with them the early fairy improvements to responsiveness and range were great and made me appreciate scholar even more for example i don't know i just find myself really struggling to log in even though there is a ton of content i want to do because i don't feel like i have a job that i want to do any of it with yeah, that's uh, that's that, that hits holds, <laughs> close to home for me. That's uh, I'm just on the other side of that scholar summoner divide there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I feel you. I definitely do. Uh, which yeah. is unfortunate. And there's, you know, there, the changes, we are not good. We do not have time to go into <laughs> No, we don't. <laughs> like, it's not, oh, that's a whole nother like series of shows. That's a can of worms that we have. Yeah. That's just going to take way too long right yeah. now. But there's a lot of that sentiment as well as we're going through this expansion. We're seeing changes. And a lot of them are controversial. Some of them, uh, all of them want to be for the better. Let's let's be charitable here. All of them want to be for mm. the better. They're not trying to hurt anyone, mm. right? They're right. not personally attacking you because you like scholars. Even though I might feel that way, um, or <laughs> healer in general, but, or caster, uh, but I think that it's it's I it really helps pull the mood down when mm. there's less that you like about the job that you have to play in combat. Like that's that's a big part of the game. Like that's yeah. the biggest part. The story is amazing, and I don't think they're ever going to mess that up. But combat, they have a chance to really make it worse in general. At all times. Mm -hmm. And it's... Yes. Ugh. And they are. 
<laughs> yeah, in some places. <laughs> yeah. It's a trade-off, right? Yeah. It's a trade-off. I, I think now's mm. a great time to bring up a point uh, Sly brought up earlier. Mm. The two-minute rotation. Yeah, Ooh. as we get into in-game. Like, the next one is in-game anyway, so. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about this in more detail. Mm. I wanted to ask really quick, Alchemy. Mm. With coming into the game more recently, so you haven't played through a lot of the changes to classes, but I'm curious from like your perspective, how has it been? Because I assume you've probably leveled up multiple classes, you've gone into it. Do you feel like you've noticed this shift or do you think that this is mostly just something that people who have like played a ton of other iterations of classes feel? Or is it something that really hasn't even, you're like, I like playing the classes and I enjoy them and I have no problems with it. Like, Yeah, it's funny because I've actually had conversations about certain classes where I'm like, man, I wish that this, this and this were another way and my like 2.0 friends are like it used to be and i'm like (laughs) cool so they okay all right cool but i have played through some of the changes like i am a ninja main so Mm -hmm. a lot of the changes for ninja have been fun yeah um to put it to put it simply Mm -hmm. and i also play a lot of astro and the astro changes Uh, yep don't are also former, on another level so <laughs> you know I, I actually have a lot of my, a lot of my community likes theory crafting and like yeah. having these conversations so mm. we have we have had a ton of conversations about this and you know i've just kind of adjusted because i can't go back to you know 2.0 summoner we yeah. can't I, I i can't so I'm i've got nothing to compare it to i can only compare it to how shadowbringer summoner played Mm -hmm. um and i can't go back to shadowbringer summoner (laughs) so i have to uh, learn and adjust and kind of play with what i have now and so it's this like do i wish that this old mechanic or this old play style was there sure but this is how it is now and Mm -hmm. this is kind of how i've had to adjust like with ninja the mudra clipping is a big issue Mm -hmm. it's a big issue no matter what you do and it has been super frustrating yeah in raiding and I've had to adjust, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. is it okay? Not necessarily, but it's what we're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that pretty comfortably takes us into endgame. And we'll, right. um, just so that we don't hold you all hostage here for ages and ages, yeah. we'll try to, we'll try no, to fine. our best ability. We are fine. We're <laughs> fine. But we're always I'm... conscious of it. Well, I'm fine. Yeah, uh, like alchemy <laughs> might have some stuff to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. But well, we'll like, keep there going. There are so many things. There are so many tangents I want to get on. She mentioned. Oh, yeah. She mentioned. Um, she mentioned. Um, what should we call it? Uh, sh- uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Oh, oh yeah, cards. Cards. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no! Uh, I can't. Uh, uh, don't get me started on old man rant. Like, uh, like, let's yeah. just get into the topic. Yeah, uh, I'll call them out. We, no, it's okay. Yeah. I'm this, right there with you. I think the former there's another show in here somewhere about that. Yeah, there are like so many shows within <laughs> yeah. this show. Yeah, no, I know. Well, we'll keep going. We'll yeah. keep an eye on the fact that, I mean, we have been going for a little while now, but mm-hmm. I mean, of course, we want to give our due diligence to all of these topics, yeah. especially as we talk about I'm something as mm-hmm. big as the state of the game. So um, just we'll keep checking in with everybody and to those of mm-hmm. you listening. Thank you. Um, you know, whatever you're doing, working out, getting ready in the morning when you listen to this, I hope it keeps you company for a couple sessions. <laughs> so maybe yeah. playing the game while it's on in the background. Um, but let's get into end game. So we had a lot of thoughts. I mean, overall, 
there are definitely moments in normal PvE where people have said there have been good things, right? That there mm -hmm. have been good new systems, good ideas, and that there are parts of this that shine. But I do think that right now, the general summary of state for current normal PvE content is that it's perhaps a bit lackluster, things have been tuned down, we're not getting as much content, and that there seems to be kind of a bit of a disconnect between some of the really great innovative new things they've put in and the way that they have tied them to the greater flow of game, as well as some discussions about rewards. But again, moments that stand out really well, things that are enjoyable about Eureka Orthos, things that are enjoyable about um, various pieces of content and great new content like Criterion Dungeon. So it's mm -hmm. kind of a mixed bag. It leans a little bit more towards, I think, the underwhelming. But let's get into endgame PvE content. So this is going to include X-Trial, Savage 8-Man Raids, Bonus Eureka Orthos Floors, and Ultimate, which we've mm -hmm. had, uh, which we've got these two in the mm -hmm. post-Endwalker cycle. So how do you all feel about endgame PvE content in Final Fantasy XIV right now? <laughs> well, Dino has vanished. Aldi, fine. <laughs> fine. I feel like That's that was a, a volunteer, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about doing endgame content in fourteen right now. I'd rather just disappear. I... There's so much to even unpack, right? Uh, you know, I was looking through the responses just to see the, the spread that we had. And the, the usual suspects show up. I mean, two-minute meta, right? Uh, I, like, I, I don't want to get into that too much, but I think one of these responses, and I'll have to find it uh, again. Okay, I found it. This is a great <laughs> response, and we'll probably come back to it when we go through the floors of Sad. But what they said really hit for me. It feels less like you're working as a team and more like you happen to do your individual thing next yes. to each other and it'll splash over, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. And that is more infuriating to me. Yep. Like, it's not teamwork. It's how, oh my God, you missed one GCD? There it goes. Like, like seriously. Like, everything's a little misaligned, so the two minutes screwed? That feels horrible. You have no control over your your performance at that point. And yes, this is a team game, and rating is a team-based PvE thing. But this leans closer to while players will know power power infusion or or uh, something that you can give to someone that if you give it to them you can't give it to anyone else it's a zero sum game more now and i really dislike that like for me and this is me personally rating is that kind of i'm in a team kind of but we're working together to get this and i'm competing with someone not even in my team right i'm competing with the ideal of my job how much can i do but now I have no control over that. Uh, it's it's hilarious. We were uh, helping some people clear uh, extremes, right? Like I actually played the game. Who knew? Um, and we did, I don't know, 14 in a row. And I, I calculated this all myself, right? Of course, I would never. You know. <laughs> but literally every single fight, I did the exact same thing things and was in about a few percentage of each other until i crit and then i was way oh, way crit variance is another fucking yeah. can of worms <laughs> holy yeah. cow oh my god just, just, there are so many things yeah. and i just oh my god it drives me insane to 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 shorten it it drives me crazy because i love combat in this game to an extent yeah, but I'm finding myself just dreading the idea of it that like I don't want to even get into that lottery ticket of am I going to do well or not? 
I don't want to. I don't care. Fucking crit variants. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love Alga, your entire face journey through all of that was so good. <laughs> you just went through it. Uh, oh, it's yeah. Just a, simple, just a simple fact that yeah. you can do the same exact mm-hmm. damn rotation and get two different numbers. <laughs> Is, I understand, like, there, I understand there are some, there are some, you know, Gamba jobs in 14 and mm-hmm. in, in Final yeah. Fantasy, but every job shouldn't be a Gamba job when you have crit. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm. It's really, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's crit variance and double duty that crit is doing. Like, to be, to, and I do not profess to be a professional. I like theory crafting. I'm theory crafting adjacent. I like reading the stuff. I usually just benefit from what smarter people have done. But crit doing double duty of being rate and damage is insane. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. crazy, man. Like that gets to uh, that. Uh, that's why it's such an amazing stat. It to, is the amazing stat. To How translate. I yeah, I was going to say to translate for anybody who might not be deep into theory crafting, because we're tossing around a lot of terms. And yes, I saw even true. earlier a question yeah. in chat. What is the two minute sure. rotation window? Mm-hmm. So really, really fast. Al, do you know, uh, or I mean, or Sly or Alchemy, I mean, whoever, whoever wants to win this, but how would you describe the two minute buff window? What is this and why does it matter? Just really quick. So basically, basically every two minutes, everybody gets to press their special buttons. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, it's, it's so, it's yeah. so hard pressed into every job mm-hmm. that if you, if you miss a GCD or if you drift, you are completely out of the fight and out of whack with everybody else. Yeah. So there's no room. There's no room to play around with it. You can't like catch up. Like it's not as free flowing as it was before mm-hmm. the two minute window. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why it's kind of important. Right. So everything you do is basically a rotation paced around the concept of that two-minute structure mm-hmm. in a fight. This is, again, if you're concerned about optimization. Yes. And I think this also ties into the question in chat about uh, clarity around Aldino's thoughts on not having to work together, as it were. That it feels like you're standing next to each other, yeah. just splashing a thing on <laughs> each other. I mean, I think a lot of it does actually fall alongside this two-minute meta mm-hmm. yeah. shenanigan, too, because... Um, please, if you want to clarify yourself, I can also summarize in a way I think makes sense. But would you want to give sure. more clarity specifically sure. on like what you mean with that? Because obviously you have to yeah. all be together to execute something in a fight. But it's right. just that now there's no real thought to it. Like before, when you had multiple different timers, you were like, "Ooh, okay, well, this is not my two minute burst, but I know I'll catch it with that person. Or because of the way that this is, I'll delay and it won't really affect me because that's okay because I don't get an extra one of these in a fight. But right Mm -hmm. now, you're doing your optimal rotation and it's literally made to buff everyone else at the same time, no matter what. If you're following the optimal one, the reason it's optimal is because you're being forced to do things exactly in that way to splash onto everyone else or else you're Mm -hmm. wrong. Period. Yep. So that's that's why it doesn't feel like a team thing. You can't really negotiate. Like a, a good example is some of the jobs that didn't fit in, like Paladin. Uh, they have been kneecapped to fit in because you have to. <gasps> you have to splash 
onto each other. And, you know, they don't have anything that really gives buffs, but they need to benefit from it better. So it really takes a hammer to job design to force everyone to fit into this two-minute puzzle block. And some classes just cannot. Like, And especially with fight design, where something's happening at two minutes, good luck. Mm -hmm. And well, it's so often too. Of yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> go yeah. ahead, Alchemy. Go ahead. What you were saying? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say like P8S phase one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When you're that poor person who's like, well, I I have to delay, but I literally can't delay. Like my job says, no, there's no delaying. Summoner says, there's no delaying. You just press ruin in that time, which is not okay. Um, and you then start to have to give buffs for other people that you can't benefit from either. It's like, I got to press this with the rest of the people, even if I'm off, even if I died, even if I need this to recover, I have to press it then. So it just, it, it locks you into this kind of parallel uh, tracks that you're like, I hope that everybody else is pressing the buttons at the right time, because I don't really want to talk about it either. Like, you don't want to be that person who's like, hey, you are one GCD behind. Could you really fix that? <laughs> because, like, at this point, it doesn't really matter. Before that 1% nerf, it really mattered. Uh, when balance isn't great, it really matters. Pushing hard content, it really matters. So, Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, is that this affects, even on a, on a trickle-down yeah. kind of way, right, mm -hmm. the pacing of encounters designed. Yep. If you start finding yourself getting into a rhythm in 14, where you go into some new content you've never done before, and you're like why do I think an AOE is about to happen? And then like an AOE happens. Oh. Or you're like, now yep. is the time I will be able to just stand here and hit the boss. And you go, how do I know that? <laughs> it's because they designed the fights with this in mind. Mm -hmm. So the actual pacing of the fights also construct around these right. things. So all of this to say, mm -hmm. I, I love the observations you made, Aldino, because I do think, especially as a player myself that loves, and I think I get the sense that probably Slide Alchemy are also like this because I know we've got that Astro Bond here, mm -hmm. but who likes doing things like buffing or yeah. buffing in an interesting way or an active way or mm -hmm. support classes or having those utilities where, like you were saying, maybe in the past or in more active team play style mm -hmm. games, right? We even see this in Crystalline Conflict right now, yeah. which is so fascinating. The counterplay and plays around things like the limit break mechanic in that PvP mode, which we'll get to later, where if you are actively lining something up, if I'm a white mage and I go, oh, hey, hold on, I got my limit break, I've made it speed up and I can use this and that will get everybody low. And then a ninja follows up with the, oh, hey, hold on, I'll assassinate him because you got them all mm -hmm. below 50%, right? That's an example, I think, of an active, right. team responsive, collaborative team play. Right, mm, as opposed yeah. to something like we're talking about where the, the parallel lanes on a two minute timer, hey bud, mm. nice buff. Yeah, hey you, yeah. nice buff too. Cool, all right, cool. Our hey, damage I'm goal. back here, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm catching up. <laughs> Get out Give of me here. a minute, I'll be there. You've ruined you know. it for all of us, you know? And there's, and it, yeah, there's it no way, horrible. yeah, there's no way to adjust or change or adapt that strategy because mm. everything is structured around it. So then yeah. all of this brings us back to the discussion that you were having. I just wanted to kind mm. of pave the groundwork here sure. about variants of crit as a statistic, because oh, I sure. think all of us have seen um, the fact that materia are worthless <laughs> unless... unless <laughs> <laughs> typically unless they are like one of two materia and that's yeah. that's a that's a bit of an it's a bit of an exaggeration sure. but crit is the god of all oftentimes mm -hmm. new players will say to me 
what should I be putting on my gear? And it goes, if you can put crit on it, put crit on it. And they're like, cool, but like, does it not matter with anything? And you're like, no, nothing else matters for you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're talking about the fact that it has these two stats bundled into it. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean? in an endgame gearing, in endgame content. Mm -hmm. What are these two components? How do they matter here? Sure. So, so the first part is crit rate, right? You put more crit on, you crit more often. We know numbers and things like that, so you can figure out exactly what number gets you exactly what percentage, at least, idea. Um, so that's great. That's fine. That's what crit normally does in game. But here it also increases the damage you do from that crit, so not only are you critting more often, but when you actually get lucky, get that lottery ticket and crit, it's a lottery ticket for me, because uh, I don't crit, um, <laughs> you get that and you get magnified the damage. So it versus, let's say, determination, which is just a flat, kind of low buff to your damage, right? Like it just buffs your damage. That only single dips. It doesn't proc. It just is a flat increase. And that's about it. But with crit, not only does it increase your amount of crits, but the damage you get out of it, it just far and away exceeds almost any other combat benefit. Now, there are some outliers like Black Mage where you want to get to enough spell speed. But there's more and more crit versions of those. You know, the more and more people are like, get to a comfy spell speed and then pile on the crit. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it removes some of that differentiation like it, at least at least we have some classes that want spell speed well one class wants spell speed mm -hmm. but skill speed to a level or not over a level that's cool that's nice uh, but yeah that's why crit double dips in a way that is just hey remember accuracy <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> getting up Back to in my day we had accuracy camps yeah. <laughs> if you didn't meet it you missed and we fucking liked it <laughs> we really didn't. We no. really from did the not. front <laughs> or the flank, depending yep. on who you were. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. But, I. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead, Aldino. Uh, and and that just when you look at runaway uh, potency inflation, double down. I'm looking at you. Um. Sorry. Sorry, Gunbreakers, that you didn't get the auto crit that Samurai got because <laughs> you got a fish. Like. They thought it was a good idea for samurai, but not for everybody who has other problems with it. I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't I don't really get what they're trying to do with it, honestly, other than make it the best stat in the game. <laughs> yeah, and I think that what feels really bad about this ties into everything else that we were talking mm -hmm. about, right? This is a passive thing that you yeah. just stack on. And so it's not a part of active gameplay. There's not consistent ways to align things collaboratively as, you know, a team to do this. Um, I mean, obviously, in the past, we had some classes that had certain synergies that I think mm -hmm. could enhance certain aspects. Um, but of course, they didn't want to make it so that mm -hmm. you had to take those synergies in, which is fair. It makes sense. Again, a lot of the choices that I think have led us here on yeah. paper make a lot of sense. We've yeah. talked about it in other episodes as well. We did a whole big deep dive actually a while back going into a lot of balance stuff. So if you're curious about that, you can go back through the archives um, on Aetherite Radio. But um, I mean, we'll shift to talking generally about Endgame, yeah. I think probably. Um, but it's something where these things do affect us in the game and even in our mm -hmm. class design. And I think it yeah. is important that like, well, if 
nothing affects you as much as crit does. Why do we even have the other things? You know, <laughs> if they took all the astro cards away that did interesting things and gave you only damage up, why has this not happened in things like <laughs> Materia? Or why haven't they looked at integrating something like this into an active gameplay facet in a way that would um, be more engaging than just... Mm -hmm you know, slotting a bunch of stuff in and having this completely out of your control random thing that happens that suddenly causes your damage to drastic go up in a way that anything within your actual capabilities and execution as a player does not. Um, yeah. So, 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 so. Let's actually get to like the general PVE content. Mm -hmm. What are our thoughts on this? Alchemy, have you done much uh, like end game PVE this expansion? Yep, sure <laughs> have. Um, yeah. And I'm healing. I healed the first tier and I've healed this tier. Um, and I'll be honest, the the general consensus, the base comment that my entire static has made has just been, things hurt just to hurt. <laughs> and there's no like rhyme or reason. Like P8S the, in the phase one when you're dropping the puddles on the Gorgons, why does it take almost your whole health bar? <laughs> just to hurt. Like... So I know my static, as well as a lot of other statics this tier specifically, have gotten really burnt out on reading. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of statics that I know are, are we're more mid-core than anything, mm -hmm. but um, a lot of friends that I have that are hardcore raiders didn't even bother finishing P8 because they just got so burnt out on it, whether it be mm -hmm. snapshots or the way mechanics work or even just the way that the classes work together mm -hmm. with the buffs and everything like that. It's just, it has taken a lot. I know a lot of statics that are completely taking next tier off. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just worn out on a lot of people. I know it's worn out on me. I've actually started doing ultimates. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in that buff window, we yeah. had, we had one of our tanks went down right at the start of their inner release mm -hmm. window last night and we hit and rage at one percent yep. and it was like no <laughs> and i'm not blaming it on them i could have dps more you know yeah it's, but yeah. it is one of those like weird things you know one mm -hmm. person goes down it can mess up the entire thing mm -hmm. and i think that that's what has happened this tier specifically is it feels like everything is more punishing than it's ever been mm -hmm. so yeah. i think it's just been but not in a, a way lot. that's always really pleasant to experience you know it's yeah. so yeah yeah it's, and i think that's where the burnout <laughs> is coming from it's like in previous tiers yes people asked for harder content mm -hmm. but i think they took that and they went one step a little further for savages <laughs> personally and i can mm -hmm. be completely off base but for me it felt like because now it's like if you mess up if one person goes down you just pretty much have to wall it and restart and Savage has always had kind of a little bit, at least the Savages I've done, I've had a little bit of leeway mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, we can recover this. But now, like, if you're in P8S and you go down, one person goes down right before snakes. <laughs> That's it. You're done. You're, you, I, there's no recovering that. Like, I, It depends on the tier. But there <laughs> have definitely been tiers like that before. And sure. I, I do agree um, on the punishing thing. I don't feel like this tier is more punishing baseline but in that like why does this hurt for no reason this mm -hmm. is not a pretty dance way because there there have definitely been harder tears let's look back at alexander sure yeah but like this one is not fun punishing <laughs> whereas the other ones were like a 
an intricate dance that maybe you need yeah. to beat your face on a little bit longer punishing. Yeah. Right. And can we talk about fight design for a minute? <laughs> yes. yes, please. Yes, yes. Can can we talk about, you know, not front loading your fight for the first like 13 fucking minutes and then yeah. like every like nothing happens after that? Can we talk about <laughs> that for a second because no that's a thing. Yeah. You know. Please. I love the opposite, which is P7, which is like, hey, do nothing for the, oh, now it's hard. All of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I honestly, what is even... That's exactly what I was kind of alluding to. Tree. Yeah. <laughs> tree. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think P8S, I'd be so curious. We could do a whole episode just talking mm -hmm. about P8S, I think. Yeah. P8S, I did finally go in and get the clear. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I desperately want that stupid mount. And there were parts of the fight that I actually genuinely enjoyed. Like, mm -hmm. the second half has some mechanics that are so fun. The flow, the logic behind them, it's like mechanic, 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 mechanic. And you're just moving into it. And it's really enjoyable. And there mm -hmm. are some fun little surprise reveals, like the Phoenix Resurrection. And all these mm -hmm. things that I was like... This is so fun, so but fun. I didn't get them out from it because we had a one chest and I was like, oh, I really, really want to get the mount. And then I'd had, I had people, lovely people who were just like, I'll go with you. And the actual thought of fresh blogging with people I didn't know, whether they had this down perfectly or not, I just, the thought of the first half of that fight was enough to make me go, no, no, I don't want that. <laughs> like, I mean, and Sly, it's exactly what you're saying. I get that I think they got a lot of feedback from people that it didn't feel good to have, like, a fight that, you know, you get through, you learn the stuff, you have your door boss or whatever, you have your checkpoint, and then at the end, the most brutal mechanics happen, and everybody's fatigued and exhausted, and it's like a whole thing, and you just can't get through. Like, I think that's the feedback they were responding to, where they wanted the bulk of the fight to be what you engage with right from the get-go when you're fresh, and then to have the, tra the phase transition, which theoretically leads into an easier second half. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that worked pretty well with hot vampire grandpa p4 p4 i felt like that worked pretty well for p4 because Hesperos, like yeah. yes yeah. because like the the first part of it i was like there's some spicy stuff we hit walls mm -hmm. on it in our prog we made those breakthroughs it felt great we got to the second half sure we had some wipes that reset us but it wasn't mm -hmm. terrible dread but p8s there is just something about that first gauntlet that first half of the fight that like just the thought of it. <laughs> it's <laughs> awful. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I feel it, it's become a pattern. We've talked about this before. Um, for many, many raids here now, actually, the first half of the fight sucks. It's mm -hmm. hateful. Nobody <laughs> likes it. Once you finally finish it, not only is the second half of the fight more fun, it's easier. Why? <laughs> it's like, yeah that's exactly what i was mean, gonna I, say i guess but, but like why <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean like uh what in singer right the victory yeah. lap there it, it's kind of it's not the same right they don't just give it to no. you like that but like i get that like you want to give that feeling of you got through the main thing now the rest is falling action 
I'm like, that's got to be fun, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd kind of almost personally rather have it swapped because that door boss is off, is usually something bigger and scarier. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, like, all of a sudden just having it be like, well, he's a pushover. Yeah. Pushover. Yeah. Um, is, is just kind of, I feel like it should be flip-flopped. I feel like yeah. I'd rather have an easier first half and then have it ramp up in phase two awesome. rather than just completely getting burned out, especially if you're going into Party Finder, because then it's just oh, Animal's yeah. Frog. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and just like never even making it to phase two if you're if you're stuck in Party Finder and, and it's mm -hmm. just draining and it's demoralizing. I don't hate it how it is. I'm going to be honest. I don't hate the, <laughs> oh, God, we got past the terrible shit. <laughs> Let's have fun in the second half. I don't mind that, but it boggles my mind. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. And I think, too, because you oftentimes, the deeper you get into a fight, the more that a reset, right? Like having to go back to that first half um, or having the timer situation, right? Where you're looking at the clock and you're like, we finally made it to phase two. Not a single one of you jerks better leave. So help me yeah. God until the last second runs out on this timer because we tried for five days with party finders to like get, you know, and it's just that pressure that's on it is so intense. Mm -hmm. Or like if those mistakes cost you and you have to reset and then you spend the whole rest of your night just just rehammering out phase mm -hmm. one, it, it, it can be so disheartening. So. There is all that. I did want to, since we're talking about like this is a big, a big category. I wanted to yeah. mention because Aldino brought up End Singer. Sure, what yeah. happened with End Singer Extreme? <laughs> the the freaking the trials this time around have been so hit or miss. Yeah. I know. Like, like <laughs> Barbaricia was amazing. It yeah, was. It, was really it had. Some people would even say it was maybe too difficult for a trial, but. It was it was engaging. It was great for casters, I've heard, which is rare yeah. for a trial. Um, and and it I don't know. It was engaging in ways that uh, many of them aren't. I mm -hmm. it was weird to go from Barbariccia to Rubicante too, because Rubicante mm -hmm. does have some 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 challenges to it. And if mm. you can't do like follow the line, then it is it could be hard. But mm. it they weren't they're not even comparable. Like. No. From a from a lore standpoint, hell yeah, Barbricia <laughs> kick Rubicante's ass. But from a mechanics standpoint, I'm like, uh, that's not even at all. And then to bring it back around to Insinger, what 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 do this be? Yeah. The, yeah. the hardest part about that part is remembering the order of like whether you need to be in or out. I guess. Yeah, yeah like the four planet explosion too. That's about it. Can, that's can it. Can you run? Can you get yeah. knocked back in right way? <laughs> that's it. I think the and hardest I, mechanic in that song, one. Not the good song. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, please go ahead, Alchemy. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I think the hardest part for and Singer EX for me was just like the the five heads and then like mm -hmm. going around and then like figuring out which one you had to go back to. That one yeah. took me a minute to get my mind around, but once you get it. Yeah. Once you get it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been interesting. I feel like there's been more inconsistency across the board with the extremes. Some that I really thought would be phenomenal, um, and then just did not have somehow an entire other half to them. Like, the Endsinger one was particularly baffling to me when you look at something like Shinryu, where yeah. there's the entire other bonus phase. You're getting thrown into space. You crawl across his back. Like... That's the extreme version of that fight. Mm -hmm. And the I, for a culminating boss of a 10-year story arc, 
I don't know if I've ever, in the entirety of the time I've played this game, and I say this with a lot of love in my heart for Extreme Primals, I don't know if I've ever been so disappointed by an Extreme Primal, mm. ever, in 10 years of playing the game as that one. I, I just found it miserable. Meanwhile, Heidelin, I love. Yeah. It was so good. Like, it was great. I thought fantastic. It felt like the right thing. I, I You know, I enjoyed it. I mean, all the others I feel like had some varying degrees, but mm. I really found that one to be a major letdown. Um, of course, I think there's maybe some correlation with the fact that Ultimates, we had two this particular cycle as opposed mm -hmm. to. Um, and thinking of that, uh, personally, I think our Ultimates were phenomenal. <laughs> they Absolutely. were amazing. Absolutely incredible in comparison. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I say this as, yeah, I, I love raiding. I have not tried to do an Ultimate just because I haven't been in a group. I am the most antisocial MMO player in the world, maybe, maybe close to <laughs> Uh, in which I'm like, I'm not going to go find a random ultimate group for that. Like, I'm not going to do that. If my friends or people I know want to, I'd hop right back in. But other than that, I don't even, you know. But watching the world first, talking with the people in the community who are doing it, like, the the hype from TSR was so intense. It was so cool. Yep. Like, yeah. it's amazing. And it was, by all uh, you know reports a pretty good fight it was also really difficult but you know, mm -hmm. you know when you're a little kid and you're explaining something to your parent and they just do not care but they like try and yeah. like smile like oh that's really cool yeah. this is me explaining that fight to philip like oh and this happens <laughs> in this part and this is so cool yeah. blah, blah, blah. you remember this in heaven's word no i'd stop playing by then okay well this happens in... <sighs> that was time me. trap it was yeah. I, it, it was amazing to watch that prog and watch people hit the point where they're like, oh, I think I know what to do. And then, you know, just see that happen and propagate. It's it's just really cool. And then top I hear is suffering, but fun. <laughs> this is going to be easier yeah. than the last one. Yoshi P. Top was <laughs> spicy. Watching yeah. and commentating both of those world yeah. first races. Um, people really thought top was going to be, yeah, easier for whatever mm -hmm. reason. And um, it's so interesting because the general feedback is that Dragon Song, once you figured things out, went decently smoothly. It's yeah. still phenomenally difficult. Don't right. don't let that undermine it. But mm -hmm. um, you know, so much of that was the narrative impact. I did the exact mm -hmm. same Zen when we on stream live. I will never forget. I think uh, I was on stream. We saw the time rewind mechanic, and there was like a moment where I was like, "What if you keep repeating the loop until?" you save him and we like lost our minds about it live i finished the stream that day i ran out and i said i just like completely out of nowhere ran out of the room and just yelled at my partner you have to save Horshavad! and like they were just like what <laughs> it was a whole thing it was so exciting um but top had a very technical a high technical threshold mm -hmm. And, of course, the big impact moment isn't until the very end. And, unfortunately, right. it was just so difficult that the official Mog Talk broadcast had to end before they even got to see it live on stream, that final transition. But um, it was still a great fight. And, yeah, the hype mm -hmm. has been real. I don't know, Sly, Absolutely. how do you feel about these ultimates? I, like, from what I, from what I uh, spoke with, when I spoke with uh, Ultimate Raiders, um, I feel like people need us needed a support group for DSR yeah. more than they did for top. True. Like, that's uh, true. like there, there was a lot, there was a lot of, uh, I feel like the, after, after, uh, 
a lot of the top raiders cleared DSR, there was a lot of PTSD. The mm. top, I'm not hearing that much about it. Like, sure. it, it, top was an annoying fight. Um, and like, like I've seen every single phase of it. Mm. it, it hella looks annoying. Yeah. But it's not the same. It's it's not the like both fights were extremely difficult, which is mm. what they fucking asked for. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Like I'm glad Ultimate Raiders got what they asked for, except mm-hmm. for third Ultimate. Um, yeah. But yeah, like DSR just, I, I f- like I feel like people needed a, either a hug or a therapist mm-hmm. after DSR, right? And and, and like okay. they, it was just something they haven't like people haven't done before. And it's like the the people who cleared first, they 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 just felt like shit. The people who cleared like. Even after that, shortly after, they felt like shit. Mm-hmm. And the people who are still clearing and clearing now, it's like, yay, and then crying. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, this, this has been a, like, this has been a really good, really good expansion for Ultimate Raiders. Yeah. I, I feel. And, you know, it, you know, I, I'm saying that I don't like combat and blah, blah, blah. But at the highest execution, Figuring mm-hmm. that out is back to that team sport, right? It's like, yep. how much do we need to put into this phase versus that one? How uh, how can we time this or time that? And that's where it actually really gets to matter. And you really see that because you're going to decent. Like, you know that mm-hmm. you're going. So you don't even think about that in your mind, right? Like, it's, it's one of the, it's the difference of, kind of level of difficulty when it's at that difficulty you just kind of throw that out the window but for me and i understand this is coming from maybe a place of privilege or elitism or whatever to me savages are free right like you're going to beat them that's what they're made for you can do that if you get the gear and you have uh, yeah i think yes not in the first week not in the first sir yeah 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 free no (laughs) <laughs> no, okay, maybe not completely free, but what I'm saying okay. is Savage, the expectation is you're going to clear it. To me, if I go into a Savage, I know eventually I'm going to beat this. Ultimate is not the same to me. True. I see the differentiation mm. you're making. That right. Savage in yeah. general for the vast majority of endgame players is mm. designed to facilitate to the yes. fact that you clear it and grind it. Now, yeah. of course, does that mean every team will do that? No. Yeah. But Ultimate is made with less of a regard to that, I believe, because it yeah. is truly just meant to be prestige, right? Exactly. Accomplishment. Like, um, go ahead. A team that I know has, has been doing Ultimate since they came out, um, People that, you know, take week off, weeks off of work so that they can really mm-hmm. try and do the world first thing. Uh, after, I don't remember if it was uh, Harshafant's, uh death cycle or top, but they they are broken. They are not yeah. doing it anymore. They Aww. are done. And yeah. I'm, I'm, this is the, that's the only instance I've heard of a team who's been doing it for so long being mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm, I'm good. We're no more. But I'm mm-hmm. wondering if, if that actually did uh, happen to other people. Yeah, especially the size. Like, oh no, it was so good. People were loving it. I'm like, is yeah. everybody loving it? Are they? I, is is this another instance of, um, this was punishing in the bad way? <laughs> yeah, I I've definitely seen either way. A lot of people were like, I am done, and that can be partially due to dissatisfaction with combat, even though they they beat it because there's a lot of people saying this this still sucks. I don't like that I have to deal with this, or the difficulty, or the controversies 
Maybe they're just 10 years older and they're like, I have better things to do with my time. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. But I I think the controversies really took the wind out of sales to be certain. That's true. uh, Yeah. The I mean, the controversy is a big thing. There's a lot of stuff Mm. with this. We won't go into it. We've done whole episodes about (laughs) the third party tool usage (laughs) and all that kind of stuff and policies in Final Fantasy 14. Another one that we weren't able to talk about as much in the world first broadcast, but of course we were all aware of was the fact that the buff limits were a big problem with pop. So there, for anybody who doesn't know, there are these soft locks. In most content, you would never, hard locks, technically. There are no, there's no real instance you're ever going to encounter something like this. But there are only so many buffs debuffs that you can have on your bar, like as a character, at one time. So if you have a fight like top, where you get five statuses slapped on you in a phase, And Mm. then you have all these other things that pile on top of it. And then you have your party buffs and things like this. And if I'm describing this incorrectly, please, somebody feel free to correct me. But um, Mm. if you have all that stuff, you will reach a point where the game just won't put any more on you. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if that two minute window that is necessary to perform and the numbers of which are fundamental to clearing the content Mm -hmm. um it doesn't matter if that's the case because if all the other things that this instance puts on you um make it so that the actual buffs that your party has can't apply to your character then you just don't get the buffs and then maybe Mm -hmm. you don't get the damage um so that was a real problem and in that execution i am genuinely shocked i don't believe they patched it i don't yes i don't believe they did I don't think that it's possible mm-hmm. to fix because yeah. it's it's a limitation of the system. This is why it's... hunts and dots, right? They don't mix mm-hmm. together very we, uh, well. Exactly. That in um, in alliance raids, I was going to say we yeah, saw alliance it as, a, as a, a like a very minimal comparison. Alliance raids very early on, and they really yeah, it was like maybe one small fix, but not really. Yeah, you also I, saw it a little bit in like um. Like CLL and Dalriata and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Just a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a pretty huge issue. Um, yeah. I don't know if I heard of Static's breakup because of just that, but I have yeah. no doubt that it has played a role in you know interactions and uh, feelings about mm-hmm. this content. Um, but all that to say, I do think the ultimates have been overall fantastic, let yeah. alone for visibility of the game and for having that aspirational content. Um, it's great to see it. I, I think that that's where that like brutal punishment yeah. <laughs> absolutely has its place and creates something that we've even seen huge esports organizations um, that you know do a lot with WoW mm-hmm. or do a lot with other mm-hmm. uh, MMOs suddenly take an interest in 14 because of how they are pushing these kinds of Mm -hmm. content. Um, We have a lot of your thoughts too. So I want to read some of these. And then I think, because this has been such a phenomenal discussion. Oh my gosh, we really enjoyed it. Um, We're going to probably need to do a part two on this, or we're going to be here for another three hours. I I mean, mean, we can, but I do have a raid in a different game. I mean, it's it's really up to everybody. We could push through and do a few more questions. We can take a, a little bit of a, a consensus here. But, um, I mean, we also will take any chance to maybe invite you both back if you'd be interested mm-hmm. and do a part absolutely. two. So. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Great. All right. Then let's aim for that because I don't want to rush through anything. Yes, and I, I know we've been, yeah. yeah, we've been like messaging ourselves. Um, you know, we really wanted to give a good thorough breakdown of all of this mm-hmm. for those who might be interested. So, um, 
thinking about thoughts that all of you have and uh, your own interests in endgame PvE content. We'll touch on this and then we'll head towards wrapping up for part mm -hmm. one. But everybody that contributed again to this form, thank you. And yes. some of the thoughts that you all had were um, Savage has overall been pretty fun, if a bit exhausting in the latest tier. Uh, general kind of breakdown to the different fights. Um, and some complaints, which actually I've heard a lot of about P7S uh, specifically, mm -hmm. and that a lot of people did not find that an enjoyable fight, or they found it too simple, but then there's the one really difficult mechanic towards the end with the harvest, um, you know, and uh, a commentary here on that was that it's difficult not to go on autopilot, mm -hmm. and then suddenly there is a slam in complexity spike of all the harvests in a row without a moment to start warming my brain back up. Um, which I think is very interesting. Also, P8S commentary here talking about both faces are interesting individually, but aside from the transformation, they feel entirely disconnected from one another mechanically. Mm. It really put into perspective um, of how sick I am of the door boss concept. Mm -hmm. So there were, some, there were some thoughts on that, as well as a little additional comment about the two-minute meta that we were talking yeah. about, which just says, I've come to really dislike the whole two-minute meta. The impact on current class design has made it feel less like I'm working as a team. Mm -hmm. This is where oh, I Oh, perfect. And more like you just do your individual thing next to each other and benefits will splash over. Yep. Arguably, teammates make you more powerful than ever before, but it feels very separate with buffs feeling like incidental mm -hmm. benefits. So yeah, there was there was that. Um, we also had here, let's see, comments about the Extreme Trials. X Trials have been fun, minus and Singer. <laughs> I like Asphodelus much more than Abyssos for Savage Raiding, and Ultimate has been cool. DSR was my first attempt at progging Ultimate, and although we never cleared, I did enjoy the prog. It was such mm. a spectacle of a fight. Which is cool. Let's see, we've also got... Some you know talk I really about... Liked? Go ahead, yeah! <laughs> yeah. In, uh... Frickin' the Firebird. What was that? Three? P3. Three yeah. 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 P3S. I don't 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 judge me. I love the tethers. Yeah. I heard so yeah. many tanks. Oh, okay. So <laughs> many tanks being like, what do you mean I have to hold the tether and do something? Oh, poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest feedback I've heard about the tether is that sometimes it feels as though the way you have to um intercept it is clunky sure yeah and that you yeah, will move tethers have always it. been kind of yeah and yet it will not actually transfer over but that's yeah. less an actual commentary on the mechanic from tanks i've heard and more so just the like physics of it like the in-game yeah. interception thing which seems like they could maybe yeah they need to fix up a yeah. little bit of that as someone who raids basically inside the server i, I live so close ish to it when people look at me in game, they're like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And I'm like, I am already there. I'm sorry. Like, you haven't seen me yet. So tethers are a problem. Like, it's, yes, it's a first world problem because my ping is very low. And so I could play anything. But also, it makes team fight kind of difficult sometimes. Yeah. So and fix some of that. I think even, Alchemy, were you saying, might have been Sly, earlier talking about... um uh, even the fact that it can be frustrating in some of these fights or in uh, Hephaestus. Mm -hmm. Did I just say that right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that um, the server ping. Like yeah. sometimes there's just a moment where like you do the thing, but you end up on the wrong side of the, the tick or you end up on the wrong mm -hmm. side. You mean and then it's shooting your gaze out the back? Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
Yeah. Shooting um, we, days out of the back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like that's definitely been something that I think has has led to frustration in some of these fights too. Um, we have a comment here. Uh, I've never run Savage Raiding and Extreme Trials before now, so I can't speak to prior expansions personally. My static does have some folks who have been around since 2.0, and a lot feel like Savage has been a bit of a slog this expansion in comparison. Our healers have struggled the most. We've really enjoyed the extremes and managed to clear each one, but as casual Savage Raiders, we've only cleared a couple of the Savage fights, and we can never find fill-ins if one of our regulars is out for the night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Oh, well, that's actually that kind of touches more on additional content here. Uh, we have one here. I find the loot lockout on current Savage tiers incredibly punishing for someone who <laughs> keeps strange hours and plays yep. mostly on weekends. Floor 30 to 100 in Eureka Orthos are a ton of fun because we didn't really talk about those bonus yeah, floors. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, I have not done the ultimates, but from what I've seen, DSR was very well executed and top seems a bit overtuned in the difficulty, especially for Party Finder. <laughs> um and let's see oh here's another one about orthos aside from reaching the bottom floors of orthos uh which is so worth it for some story stuff they say the ability to engage in high-end content is still extremely daunting by nature of it still being attached to common community expectations that engaging with such content requires continuous commitment that doesn't feel welcoming to those of us who just might want the experience of playing the content itself more so, the Variant Dungeon and their Savage counterparts were something that I was really looking forward to diving into. But given we only have one so far and it's lacking in rewards one can obtain with them, there's not been much interest in them. So it's not really something that I've been able to put together groups to do with others. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. General consensus. <laughs> that, that really is it. And, you know, we talk about the loot lockout all the time because i mean it took a while to unlock if it's longer than normal because patches take yeah. longer than normal anyway so yeah. that is one of those things that i i i need them to fix like you want to play other jobs good luck getting that gear um yeah and, it, yeah. and it's always coming into conversation like what should we do should mm -hmm. we lower lower the um the uh token cost mm -hmm. of of stuff to make it easier to you know you know um gear other jobs and stuff mm -hmm. um and it we're always always at this impasse and it I, I don't think it ever gets ever brought up to in conversation with the devs i mean mm. we, we ask about it but nothing seems to happen it, it right. kind of feels like eggy glamours again. <laughs> oh no oof i guess it, it it really depends on your perspective too because i I personally feel like they're in a pretty good place, but I do uh, did have a, a static for a while where we were very consistent. Um, mm -hmm. So that consistency makes that that token easy enough for me to get, and I didn't feel like I was falling behind on anything. But if you do, don't have that, then absolutely it's going to feel harder. Right, it's harder to get mm -hmm. gear in that. Yeah, and it yeah. will take long anyway. That's a good point because I was definitely I reached a point this post-expansion um after said static had to disband for IRL reasons um which is fine it's okay we're all all right we still love each other but <laughs> but i noticed almost immediately after we stopped running frequently um that i had a day where i was like oh yeah one of my alt classes i want to like get this top and i want to upgrade it and so i went over and i looked at my stuff and i went Oh, I don't have any twine or thing. Okay, I guess I must have used it all when I was upgrading the other, you know, that other class and stuff. 
Um, and then I went, but like, I can probably exchange for tomes at this point to get some of that. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I cannot yet. <laughs> and mm -hmm. there was such, there was such a moment in my head because technically, of course we couldn't, if you're just going by the actual, the patches themselves. But mm -hmm. I do think for Endgame and particularly for loot lockouts, like we're talking about, this added development time has had this kind of overtime residual buildup effect mm -hmm. where we're going, like, we have the same amount of content, if not less, and then mm -hmm. we're going for these longer expanses of time before you can have any alternative means to get other upgrades for yep. stuff, or, like, you know, exchange tombstones for certain things, or do alternate content to exchange for the twines and stuff like that. We don't have Eureka Boja. Like, it's it's been very interesting because I definitely had that moment where suddenly I was going, shouldn't it be time for this and to be able to do this now? And I just couldn't. Yeah. 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 yeah it really felt like, and almost everybody in my Discord was kind of on the same boat. It felt like the lockout removal was later. I yeah. don't think it was, yeah. but it felt like it. And we were like, mm -hmm. shouldn't we be unlocked by now? Like, we all felt it. Like yeah. I thought. <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe it's just us. I don't know, but I it technically what is it? It's two weeks out because every patch has gained two weeks of dev time since like twenty twenty one, end of twenty twenty one, I think, right before Inwalk. Wait, I can't remember when it was. But they said it would take two more weeks, and you keenly feel that now. Oh my goodness. It it just feels so different in a game where you're supposed to change job, right? You know, it it and it piles on to the sense of dissatisfaction because you can't change jobs and not be a detriment to your team mm. and ha make them go back and do more stuff that they weren't going to do. Like, for example, I I play Summoner and I don't want to. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll switch to Black Mage. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll do that. And when I thought about that, uh, when that static was operational, I went, oh, no, I won't. Because that's mostly opposite gear of what I've already picked. And that's a whole lot of tomes. Like, even to get to the spot where my summoner is right now, I would be a detriment to the team. Meanwhile, I don't want to do that. Meanwhile, we're yeah. back there behind him going, just do it, it's fine. Just do, just it, do it. it. We don't stuff. care. Do it anyway. It's whatever. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> too, too, uh, too upstanding. Too noble. I'll do it. <laughs> Plus, I don't want to have to learn a new job. Just fix my job, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt that a little bit. The overall gear was the same, but with uh -huh. weapons, because I yeah. have played three different healers Oof. in the yeah. last two tiers. I have yeah. my, my co-healer is a white mage and strictly a white mage. He's been practicing other ones, but I have swapped between Scholar Sage and Ask. We did we did double pure Earth mm -hmm. P3 mm -hmm. for the cheese. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, Astro. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's mostly been swapping between Scholar and Sage, but, like, I have had to consciously put all of my weapons into those three weapons first. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. That's rough. It is. Yeah. And then That's you add the whole... Oh, go ahead. Zanidra, go ahead. That's why um, in our, like, our loot table of who gets what, we always sort of did, like, a, all right, everybody gets their dibs on their main weapon first, obviously, but they get secondary main dibs on... So, like... Uh, Rook would get the the white mage cane first, but if she wanted the scholar book first, she got it. Didn't matter if somebody else <laughs> yeah. played it more often. If she needed to switch, she'd have the book. Yep, mm -hmm. yep, yep. Which I think is a great way to do it if you're running with a consistent group. Yeah. I mean, it's something else that all of this conversation brought up for me was the fact when I was thinking about like what have been other feedback that I've heard about mm -hmm. loot systems. 
And I mean, yeah, it's frustrating if you're trying to get, uh, you know, like you're like, oh, I need to switch to a different job. And then you're trying to figure out how long is that going to detract everybody if we haven't already just shuffled that gear to me mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. because, you know, um, we also can't trade anything and all these other yeah. things. And so there's that element. But then there's also the element that. And I don't know what a good solution for this is, mm -hmm. but particularly with things like um, uh I don't know why my brain keeps shorting on this today. Hesperos Hephaestus. Sure, yeah. On, yeah. <laughs> on Hesperos. I'm the bad man who hurt me and I don't want to think about him anymore. Um, <laughs> that fight. Like, I think there has been a real difficulty, particularly for PFs, uh, which again, mm -hmm. isn't to say that we don't want difficult content, right. but I think a lot of it might have to do with slide talking about that front loading, talking about a lot mm -hmm. of other things that make this fight just very arduous for people to get through. And that I've seen a lot of statics, just like you were talking about, um, Alchemy, that have straight up just, they're like, I'm yeah. done. Like, we're done. Uh, this isn't fun anymore. I'm tired. I Life has been difficult. Everything is difficult. <laughs> like, yeah. we're done. And um, I don't even know if we'll raid next tier. Which I think does say something about, like, there's something in that fight in particular, although I think the world is also in a state that has kind of caused people mm -hmm. to feel that friction. But then there's also the additional friction that I think, if you do that fight, and if your party is struggling, and you get to the end, and you finally clear the stupid thing, and you're mm -hmm. like, we've done it, we've done it, we've done it, we've done it, and then everything that drops is not useful for anyone. <laughs> and then the <laughs> and you know you have the they do have which i'm really glad they've done that like backup you know um mm. uh, like chest or random yeah. role yeah but when you're really just trying especially with these longer loop periods especially with no mm. adjustment in the lockout especially with no alternative ways to get various upgrades you end up in this terrible and, and awful situation sometimes where you're just like we just needed a weapon for someone on our team Just and now to we make have it go faster. yeah and oh. now we have this one that's meaningless to all of us or if it's mm -hmm. like a situation that i was in where i finally get the clear and bebop's so sweet bebop my partner and i were in there and bebop was like you can have it and i was like mm -hmm. i've never loved you more than now <laughs> <laughs> no like for that chest is just mm -hmm. but it's one of those things where i think it does put people in a situation where the rewards start to feel more and more like an uphill battle mm -hmm. that may or may not even be guaranteed at the end in a lot of ways. Especially if you're a healer or a tank in pro, you're last, right? Yeah. Like that's 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 just what happens <laughs> because of the way that it is. And it sucks so much to have to wait for all of the DPS. And there's like multiple DPS weapons for off specs. It's like, how many machinist things are we going to get? We have no machine. Like, why is this happening to me? You know, yeah. So it couldn't even give you a little bit of a help there. Or like, I mean, mm -hmm. if if the chest drops, I take it. I have the dancer weapon now. Next week, dancer weapon drops. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh no. Yeah, it's tough, and I don't know what the exact solution is on yeah, that because I, I do feel like. 14 overall, right? Mm -hmm. Many other games have much worse when oh, it comes yes. to RNG, gear sets that are mandatory, this thing, that thing. You have to beg and pray, running split runs, mm -hmm. doing all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, that's not to say that 14 is in a terrible place with their gear, because I do think they typically offer you mm -hmm. a lot of different ways to get things mm -hmm. or to get pieces that will work. Yeah. 
just yes, to begin the books. with, were a big game changer. We oh, didn't yes. always have those. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And like, that's great. And I think those are fantastic. But I do think there are still discussions to be had about it. And especially mm -hmm. as we have this longer development cycle, but no new content coming in that like, you know, is providing other gear, you get to the point where just the sheer amount of time that a lot of these fights have been in place, it's like, people have probably already cleared that we're going to clear. Can we just get some gear? <laughs> yeah. Hey, please Can we just, just do this now? Yeah. So, all right. Um, let's see if there were any other final thoughts. Do any of you have any other final thoughts on Endgame specifically? I've talked to them. Yeah, I think <laughs> we've, we've really hit the nail on the I, head here. Yeah. I just really hope that the next year is Mo better. It's, yeah. I don't want it to hurt. Do you really want to hurt me? Please stop. Don't. I don't want it. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that the current state of like Endgame has turned me off from doing it. Mm -hmm. I am definitely burnt out yeah. right now, and I want a couple week break. Mm -hmm. But overall, yeah. I'm excited for the next year. I'm excited to see what it brings. It's like I mean. Eden's middle tier was also terrible. So <laughs> yes, you yeah. know what? True, true, fair. So yeah. I'm kind of just excited because I really liked E9 to 12. I thought it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I'm really excited to see what 9 to 12 brings. You know what mm -hmm. does have me excited about the next year? Um, mm -hmm. Looping back around to one of the first things we talked about, story. Sure. They Ooh. left us on such a neat cliffhanger yep. for the next part no of idea. this story. Oh, I'm yep. ready for that. Super yep. excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think overall, we've had a really mixed bag with the the end game in, in that I think the first tier was very accessible and it was even mm -hmm. one where I was saying to everybody, like, hey, if you're new to it, do the Stop first in. boss, get in there because you will learn so much from this fight and it is very accessible to you. Now to where we're ramping up, I think we all like difficulty, but I do agree there's a lot of discussions and critiques. Huh? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. There's, I felt... This this could just be my my twisted personal perspective, but I feel like mm -hmm. um not not that kind of twisted. Calm down. Uh, mm -hmm. Over the years, I feel like the Liz, I, I was looking at I was looking at Sly's face, and he was like, "Oh." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> over the years, I feel like mechanics have been a little bit more consistent. There there have always been mechanics that stood out uh, in mm -hmm. in raid fights that were like, "Ah, this is the hard yeah. one." Once you get past yeah. this, though, you got it. But I feel like. The floor and the ceiling had those things a little bit closer, but in this particular tier, uh, and we were talking about it with the tree, it's like, snore, 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 oh, what the fuck? You know, um, yeah. same yep. thing Same thing with Carbuncle. <laughs> Carbuncle was, there yeah. was a lot of just like, and then suddenly you're being eaten. Yeah. Mm, the right. stupid run mechanic, I hated that stupid thing. <laughs> talking about falling on the wrong side of like a tick as you run yeah. out of the, yeah. oh my gosh. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. That the snapshotting was... Oh, so Awful. bad on that. Awful. But um, yeah, I think there's been a pretty wide range, a mixed bag. We had a comment here that just said, overall, I think it's pretty good. It's in a better place than just normal PvE content. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I would say that ultimately I agree with that. I that think we had some... what we said here. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think we've had some real high highs with things mm -hmm. like the ultimate fights, even with any hiccups within that. Mm -hmm. I think that we've had some really frustrating points. I think we have seen, particularly in discussion with job balance, class balance, two minute window, all of these other things that are contributing to this. I think we have seen a lot of stuff that needs to be seriously addressed and worked on for the future of the game, just from an enjoyability standpoint, mm -hmm. for making sure classes aren't so homogenized that there's really no difference other than a different graphical, you know, kind of thing. 
and to be able to pursue more active and engaging gameplay for players working together in these challenges. I mean, I think there's a lot that can be done there, and I hope we see, even if balance is good and things are playable and class is really, again, I mean, it's not like this is some huge disaster. Oh, yeah. It's just that there are a lot of higher design things within this that are really important overall mm -hmm. to like the longevity and future of the game that i think have some very valid feedback um savages yeah. i think have been a mixed bag some ranging you know great ideas really fun times mm -hmm. to exactly what sneeder was talking about weird jumps bizarre strange things front loaded first half, mm -hmm. all of that sort of stuff and i think the gear and cycle there with the end game has been something too um as well as the fact that they did try to add in some more additional content um with things like the bonus uh savage criterion but again because that yeah. doesn't offer you anything it doesn't even offer you i don't think so it doesn't offer you the upgrade items right like so you don't get the twine and stuff from it mm -hmm. if you do it for It'd like a perfect current... idea like but why no. not yeah. no so like you don't even have additional options that way to run if you wanted to try and do something like that with a smaller group so i think that is definitely a problem extreme primals i think to me while there have been some good ones mm -hmm. across the board doesn't seem like they've really impressed most of us yeah. um, in general. Although there have been people in the comments and the and the feedback here that said, you know, I've enjoyed running them with people, and it has been something that I've engaged with. So that's awesome mm -hmm. to hear, honestly. Um, yeah, does that seem like a pretty good summary? Are we ready? We feel yeah. like for yeah, part so. one, <laughs> yeah, pretty good moment <laughs> oh, to wrap man. up. It's a lot. It was a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. we've had 10 years of a game or something. And we're... Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like... And we're just venting all of it out. Right <laughs> this, felt, this really felt like a support session for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it felt that way to chat, too. Like, yeah. I think we all should get together and talk about this. I have this, this weird visual, like, Final Fantasy XIV is a blanket. And mm -hmm. there are some, uh, to use the phrase Rook said, some high highs. So you've like a couple of, of pinched up corners that are just really quality, but then the mm. low lows like are very just still on the ground. There's a couple mm. of holes in the blanket. It's not really good for anything except for this metaphor. Oh yeah, that patch is where <laughs> summoner, you know, complexity was. Oh, it's gone. Oh, there's a hole. There. Oh, it fell right that's off. Like summoner oh, okay. is a bouncy ball that's rolling away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All yeah. right. All right. Let's throw this over to the contact page. Let's do this. We can't say thank you enough, Slide Alchemy, for joining us. It was so fun to talk with you today. Seriously. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So, we'll, <laughs> thank you, you know for what? Having we're going well. to flip this around <laughs> really quick. Usually we go first, but today, do I, you guys get to go first. Sly, where, yeah. where can they find you and what are you working on? Uh, hi, I'm Sly. You can find me on the internet. Um, mm -hmm. just kidding. <laughs> uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. What am I working on? Um, uh, playing a bunch of Honkai. Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Besides that, uh, um, you know, the usual trails, trails, uh, trails to Azure every mm -hmm. week. Um, just kind of waiting on content in 14 so there's that so yeah a mm -hmm. uh, lot of honkai a lot of some trails uh starting a new visual novel not really new but like apparently uh, people love this one um house and fada morgana 
Um, starting that tomorrow, so it's gonna be cool. fun. I always love Check me some visual out. novels, but yeah, yeah, and a Fantasia race in in in, in my community where you get to, at two K subs, you get to tell me what I I will Fantasia to. <laughs> Uh oh. So, yeah. Best of luck. Get in yeah. there, sub to Sly. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, Alchemy, where yeah. can we find you? What are you up to? You can find me on Twitch and Twitter and TikTok mostly. Um, and uh, the thing I'm working on, I'm actually working on something that I'm going to be uploading to YouTube. Um, I'm actually doing a, so I have a degree in interior architecture. So I'm actually doing That's a it. series about architectural history feeding into Final Fantasy XIV and where, where they may have drawn some of those inspirations from. That's awesome. Things like that. Whoa, love this, love this, love this. Yeah. That that's sounds awesome. like a good really cool. uh, show. To, uh, maybe. <laughs> Another podcast. <laughs> we can uh, talk to you about it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's mostly it. I mean, and then just, you know, preparing for Tears of the Kingdom All right. on yeah. Friday. <laughs> it's so soon. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. All right. You can find me at Zinedra underscore A on Twitter. Uh, sometimes I do things. This is a lie. I haven't done crap on Strawberry Bop on <laughs> Twitch, but <laughs> sometimes I think about it. <laughs> what I really do on Twitch is uh, plus a word underscore one, the number underscore shot the word plus one shot, which is a DND podcast. Tonight we are. I always like like I said last week, we are gonna do a D and Diablo uh tabletop Dungeons and Dragons game. Wow, that was difficult to get out. Um <laughs> But every time I'm like, hey, this is what we're doing, we don't do it. But we did last week, so hopefully the streak will continue. <laughs> it's it's fun, we're goofy. I talk like this for like four hours, it's very silly. Um <laughs> you can also find all of those uh archived on YouTube without mm -hmm. the underscores. Charles. Here and only here, as I always <laughs> say, because I don't do any content. Uh, you know, I'm on Twitter as Aldiano. It's there on the screen. It's uh, Alizin. You know how it goes. Uh, but I am also on plus the word, one the number, shot the word. Um, yeah, uh, just yesterday we did a kind of podcast style just talking about the newest playtest of D&D, &D, uh, which also needed to become a multi-parter because there was a 50-page packet. Uh, which oh, wow. a whole lot of time yeah there's five classes in there a bunch of changes so we're gonna work through that and talk about that uh i play in a couple of games and one of these days i'm gonna get some mecha on the channel i'm looking at you slide one of these <laughs> days i'd love to play some lancer you already agreed to it <laughs> maybe one of these but yeah that's where you can find me uh how about you rook I'm Rook. You can find me over on my Twitch at Rookery. That's R-O-O-K-U-R-I. You can also find me on YouTube at the same where I do a lot of story and lore content, playthrough stuff, my reactions as I go through, and a recent series that we've been doing, which has been so fun. Um, I've been taking two of my lovely dear friends who just happen to also be professional artists in the game industry, uh, who between tabletop games and just general games probably have worked on a game that you know and love. Um, I know and love them both. And it's their first time ever going through Final Fantasy XIV. So we've been playing through. We are doing our best to keep them entertained because they are highly distractible goblin monsters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. 
And we've been going through A Realm Reborn together. We stream it live on my channel on Wednesdays, and we put the edited versions up on YouTube. If you're looking for some laughs, if you're looking for some insights, if you're looking for that vibe, especially in patch content, lol, of being mm -hmm. together and playing with friends, I would definitely recommend it because I have not laughed so hard and witnessed so much nonsense ever <laughs> in my time playing this game and it's been really fun um you can also find me uh, on this podcast as well as the lightbringers podcast for guild wars 2 i love a lot of mmos it turns out and i do mm. a lot of content for a bunch of them final fantasy 14 guild wars 2 sometimes eso because i play that a lot in my own time and recently a lot more with world of warcraft so if I'm not podcasting, if I'm not on those channels, um, if you're unsure where I am, check out my Twitter. That's at Rookery underscore because I've been casting, shoutcasting, and hosting a lot of events um, in a variety of MMOs, which has been so phenomenal and has become a huge passion of mine too. So we'll have a bunch coming up this month, including that PvP tournament for Frosty mm -hmm. and the World First Race, as well as some other things that I'm excited to share with everybody as the month keeps developing. So uh, keep an eye out. Excellent. Mm. All right. As I mentioned at the beginning of this show, we are Aetherite Radio, and you can email us at Aetherite Radio, surprise, at gamerscape.com. Surprise is not part of the email. You yeah, can also no. catch us on Twitter at Aetherite Radio. And we work for the website Gamerscape, which has a Twitter, a Twitch, a YouTube, a Facebook, and also a Discord, discord.gg slash gamer escape we are at all of those places uh we mm -hmm. have a lore and an aetherite radio channel on the discord we're in there come talk to us we're, you know we like people and stuff and things and places and we like you so come talk to us um again thank you guys so much for joining us today it's been a blast i am both not surprised and completely surprised that we did not make it to the end of our day. uh when you when you guess opinions you just gotta share them and that's what happened to us today. And your ears. Anybody else? Anybody I love those canyons. No, I can't wait for part two. Yeah. I'm excited. Part yeah. two or three or five or seven. We'll, we'll see. We'll find out. Revenge <laughs> of the opinions. <laughs> and, uh, I believe we'll be back next week with a live letter again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exciting. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care.